Hey there, you're listening to You Still Going On About That with Rob Israel and Joseph K. You can find us anywhere you can download podcasts. You could also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YSGOAT. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. And you still going about? That. All right, Joseph. It is. What is today? Man, I don't even it's know. The, it. It's the Ides of March. It's oh, March right. 15th. Yeah. To Joseph. Joe right. Brute. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you said? Like they, that's his like classic line before he I, gets I, stabbed or after he got stabbed? Yeah, okay. it means like you too, like you, like you I, I figured all these fuckos would stab me, but you, you too, Brutus. And he's like, so. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Like the yeah. Brutus was the first uh heel turn in wrestling when like you know Hulk Hogan teams up with <clears throat> Macho Man and they're fighting yeah. then Macho Man hits Hulk Hogan with the with the chair, surprises him, and Hulk Hogan's like, What? And then all of a sudden he gets attacked by like five or six wrestlers with the macho man. Like it's literally the same thing. What happened? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's weird. Like I used to read a lot of Shakespeare when I taught and like, you're not that far off. I mean, a lot of it, I like the language is real weird for us today, but a lot of it was like real accessible, like, you know, comedy for the people or, or, you know, yeah, wasn't like the, the joke is like Shakespeare was like very common. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was just like good stuff. You know, a lot of it was like some of it I was guess a little it's just how it's and... written that it seems like it's like more hard yes. to understand, but it's like simple concepts. They're all about like betrayal and They're like mix-ups. Um, like oh no, that's uh that's not a that's not a Shakespeare play. Oh wait, no, Hamlet's got a little bit of that. Yeah, though, Hamlet's right? got that. Oedipus, a little bit of Oedipus going yeah, on. Yeah, Oedipus is Sophocles. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the kid. I always liked teaching Sophocles to the kids because when you got to the part where they they it finally dawned on like, and it was always like one or two kids who got it at first, like that he he slept his with his mother. Like you could see like this slow realization over their faces where they're like motherfucker, and it was really literally, funny. Literally, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I I made a drawing a couple of years ago, a uh, very important one uh, hmm. to celebrate the Ides of March, and it's a. Uh, Garfield and Odie dressed. Oh, in, that's right. In, yeah, uh, robes and Odie's got his little snarly face, and he's yeah. stabbing Garfield in the back of the side. And Garfield turns around his finger and he goes at two Odie. Mm. It's in a thought well, bubble because you know it's a cat; they don't speak. Right, but that was a year that the eyes of March fell on a Monday. I'm sure it was. You know, <laughs> yeah. He, he, another reason to hate Monday: getting stabbed in the back. Right. By Odie. By Odie. <laughs> yeah. But he loves lasagna. So, yeah. Well, it all, it all equals out. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what are we, what are we talking about, Joseph? Okay. So, we got very uh, uh, of March. Yeah. We're going to talk about Ticketmaster. Uh, we're talking about, stabbed them oh, back. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Geez. We're talking about uh, the Last of Us finale and the most recent Mandalorian. Uh, I might talk a little bit about the Oscars. Uh, then we're going to kind of shift gears. Like the Grouch? No. Uh, the, uh, from uh, the... Uh, uh, the Odd Couple? Odd Couple, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> Oscars like the Academy Awards. Uh, and uh, then we're going to switch to kind of like some more current event stuff. We're going to talk about 
the banking collapse thing, the Silicon Valley Bank uh, that collapsed out west. Good times, good times. I'm talking about Meatball Ron playing baseball with Kill Meat or whatever. Uh, literally having a playing softball with a softball interview. So cringy. It is um, like, you know, I love how Fox News is just such a blatant right wing propaganda. And it's they get crazy. Away with it. They get away with it. Um, we're gonna talk about uh the Tennessee lieutenant governor. Oh, yep. He uh he loves going on Instagram and leaving uh uplifting comments to like one specific twink. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> such a weird story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh but it's the, not funny at the same time. The struggles to define woke. Yeah, there was um, an interview. Um, we'll get into it. But there was an interview with this right winger, and the and the person asking in the interview said, "Asked, well, can you define what woke was?" And the person like had a, the biggest brain fart. Yeah. I, well, in all fairness, it is real difficult to define woke. Well, um, it is. It is very simple to define it, but it's very hard for a right winger to define it because they've made woke everything. Yeah. Everything they don't like is woke. So it's like, what is it? And if you really want to define it, it's just like they don't like minorities. Yeah. <laughs> it's really what they don't like that, but we'll get into that. Uh and then and it's crazy too because the bank collapse is also the it's right is, is using it as because the banks have just gotten so woke. You know, those, yeah. those banks are they've always been known for being woke. Always and yeah, thank you. Financial institutions are often known for their liberal policies. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> they don't call it fiscally conservative for a reason, right? Definitely, um, you know, it's not fiscally liberal. That's for damn sure, right? And then we're gonna talk. We're gonna end it on the end of a uh, a ivermectin influencer God, who met yeah. his end. Now, that, yeah, go ahead. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's the least surprising ending, whatever. So yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like the end, the ending you would expect, but you forget. Yeah. But then when it happens, it's like, oh yeah, that's yeah. how things are supposed to work. You, you mean you were taking medicine for a thousand pound pack animal every day? And yeah, your heart exploded from it. Oh. Who would have thought that would happen? The whole yeah, well, we'll talk about it when we get there. But the whole article is great. It's like really, really scary stuff. But yeah, all right. So, well, we were going to talk about Ticketmaster. Did you have something you wanted to say before Ticketmaster? About what? I thought you said you were going to say something before we got started. Oh, did, yeah. did I give any allusions to that? Was I there? I could be wrong. Could it could it you could have just wanted to jump straight to Ticketmaster? Have you have you had any experiences with Ticketmaster lately? I mean, we we see lots of concerts. Uh so we're always dealing with you know, it's like the tickets are 75 bucks each and it's like, oh, that's not terrible, but it's like, yeah, but when it's all said and done, it's going to be like you're buying a fourth ticket basically. Right. So if I'm buying three tickets, one for me, my son, and my wife, we are really buying four tickets. And the fourth ticket is for Elijah the Prophet that you let right. in on Passover and he yep. drinks a little wine. Leave a play it out for him. You know, people it's funny. People like complain about paying taxes and stuff. 
But at least with taxes, it goes to something. You hope it does. Oh, it yeah. It go to bombing, like, brown people in another country. For sure. You hope it goes to, like, you know, fixing that Roads. problem. Yeah. yeah. Putting a stop sign up. Education. Resources. All all good causes. And it's like people complain so much about it, But when it's like Ticketmaster comes in and charges you that, that's not even – that's not the tax. That is going to – you know, they'll make claims. They're just – greedy as fuck like i remember back in the 90s when i started really going to concerts and i would get yep. tickets and like the fee would be like <clears throat> three bucks it was like oh yeah, yeah i remember people would be complaining and then the whole pearl jam thing happened yep and i don't know what the end game of that was but i feel like over the past decade or something Ticketmaster has just gotten way 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 worse oh and, yeah like for a good example <clears throat> And you just bought tickets, supposedly. Uh, you went to you bought tickets for the the cure, right? Yeah, I bought today. And, I bought I I got in the pre-sale. Uh, and did and Robert Smith, that his name? What's his name? From the cure. Robert Smith, the singer did for the they cure. Keep the tickets like super cheap or something. It was really really great. I I saw a for show a that could probably get away with charging a lot more. Oh yeah, well I saw New Order the other week. And um, tickets were like 90 bucks each. Uh, and I remember thinking like, eh, that's crazy. But this feels like probably the fair value of this ticket. Uh, now, the fees that's were a lot. That's not including the fees, right? That's just no, the- it was. The fee- The ticket itself was like 55. And okay, then say what up. they're actually charging and then throw in the fact that well, it cost you an extra $35. Yeah, here's the thing. The, the cure put out tickets and the cure is like a big legit band i mean well, they're, I they're like when you say new water you didn't pay 90 dollars to see them they charge 55 for the tickets something like that yeah i oh, i have specific numbers on the cure, though. what i have specific numbers on the cure though uh because I, I bought tickets this morning i got in the pre-sale the cure sold these tickets for 19 bucks each I, Are I bought, seats or general no nah, this this is at that dosa keys pavilion I bought the lawn. Just a, it, it's a little hill. You sit up on the hill and you watch the band. Yeah, I know they what did, you're talking about. I've been to it. Yeah, they have like a, a few pavilion seats where you can like sit under a sit in a chair and everything. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine they were pretty pricey. They were. I wasn't able to purchase those. I didn't really have a choice. But the, the lawn fact tickets is were, that the shitty seats, which aren't that bad actually, are were only nineteen bucks. Nineteen each. bucks. Okay. But how much were they when you were all? So I'm assuming it's just you and your wife. No, I bought we we bought four tickets because this is gonna be my daughter. My daughter likes the cure, so okay. we're gonna take her. And we bought a fourth ticket, thinking she could take a friend. Okay. So I bought four tickets. However, ticket by ticket, I have this this breakdown here. I the ticket was nineteen dollars, which the, is not bad for a crazy good band, like a huge band. Cure is a big band. I mean, it's yeah. Like, Okay. The service fees were $22.80. Each? Yes. Each so ticket. each ticket, the face value of each ticket was 19. Add $22.80 service fees and then add $3.46 tax. My $19 cure ticket cost me $45.26. So that's fucking insane. Crazy. That's insane. Now, the fee the, should be like five dollars at most. If they're that's what I say. Like, where are they getting that price from? 
I said that on on uh I think it was a Facebook comment or whatever. I was like, look, I they gotta make money. I get that. Those fees should be capped at a percentage. It should be like right. it shouldn't be over a hundred percent. It should be like it should not five. be double, it shouldn't even be no. half the fucking ticket cost. You know, it's it like, should be like five percent or something. I mean, it's like, just, you, you're not even printing tickets anymore. It's it's all done on the cloud, you know. It's ridiculous. You know, exactly. You know, I remember you'd go to Ticketmaster. When I was a kid, we went online to get the actual tickets. Yep. Get the fucking bracelet and all that. And like I said, it'd be like, you know, it was like, I remember seeing like Nine Inch Nails and tickets were like 38 bucks or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I paid like maybe like three, four bucks extra for the fee. And it was like, whatever. It sucked. Sure. But I mean, I would love for it to be like, but the fact that you paid only 19 per ticket. So $76 for four tickets. And you fuck it. That's in, that's insane. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you when I checked out um the, the total cost for all four tickets was like $185. And I thought to myself, I was like, this is great. You know, I just paid roughly this for two tickets to go see New Order. And uh, and so then I look at the ticket thing and I see the fees and everything, and I'm like, wait a minute, these tickets should have only been 19 bucks each. Uh, and then I started reading the backstory. A lot of people had been posting about it on Twitter. Uh, Robert Smith, I guess, had been like, look, we had no idea that Ticketmaster was going to do this. We, we, the deal was specifically that we wanted to get, we wanted a show where like anybody could get a seat. Like you, it, it, money wouldn't have been like the, the thing preventing you from going to see this, this show. Uh, and they did that, you know, I mean, they, this could have been a cash grab on the cures part. They easily could have. Bruce Springsteen, who I love, is selling like nosebleeds for a thousand dollars. Yeah, wait uh, with it. yeah. So um, I don't know. It just sucks. I mean, Ticketmaster. Well, wait, like, is he or is that like StubHub? Because those tickets sell out so quickly. Mm-hmm. You end up on those like those fucking. There's so that's the other prompt too. Is there's so many of these like yeah sold so quickly and there's these they're basically. Well, it's legal scalping, which is bullshit. You know, here's like, the thing. Here's the thing about this that is kind of good, and maybe this is why Ticketmaster is charging it. So these tickets really don't go on sale until Friday. And I registered for a presale, and it's this thing called verified fan presale. So they start selling tickets, and then they let people in like 30, 40 at a time. You wait for a text, and then yeah, like you can go. Yeah, Leah's bought tickets like that before with like pre-sales and stuff. But the quirk with this is you get, like usually you get it, everyone enters the same code. Like when I bought New Order tickets, the code was True Faith. You typed it in, you get into the pre-sale. With this one, they, they text you a unique code. It's like a PIN number. And then you get in there. And then only your account can purchase the tickets and you can't transfer them. You can't sell them. So when I go to the show in May, all the people going to the show with me have to be with me. Like I can't, and it's supposed to prevent things from like me from selling them to StubHub, you know, because if you go on a StubHub now, like people are saying they're selling the tickets for five, 600 bucks, but, um, but I don't know that they're going to be able to transfer the tickets. So. Well, well, if it's on StubHub, they should be able to, because yeah, that's a yeah, it is. You 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 have to be able to do that. Uh, well, I sold I sold tickets on StubHub once, and 
there was like a little hiccup. Like it, it ultimately relied on my goodwill. Like I put my tickets up for sale with no proof that I had them, you know? Uh, but anyway, but long story short, man, it is amazing. Like how parasitic Ticketmaster is. It should have been like, fuck, even if it was like 10 bucks a ticket, the fact that it costs more than the ticket is insane. Yeah. It's, it's it, that, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. Just, I don't know what is, the proper that percentage is, is. That is literally robbery. Like, yeah. that is money that's not going to the band. Nope. That is literal robbery. That is like, well, and look, you know, they're going to get me for parking when I'm there, right? Yeah, like, yeah you're going to, so will, yeah, definitely there. You will, yeah, have fun with that. And it? uh, it's in May. Okay, May it's not during the fucking county fair man that was the worst i went to a comedy fest one time that was the last day of the county fair what a nightmare what a nightmare because it's in the same yeah dallas fair or whatever yep well i like that venue i i know i saw online a lot of people were bad mouthing that dosa keys pavilion i love it i think it's real cool it's um, fine but like i said the thing about it it's Ticketmaster. that's the stem yeah. thing it's like yeah so i said it's like oh how much are tickets it's like okay but that it, that's just insane. I mean, I mean that makes it like obviously if the tickets were like fifty, they would not be charging. That's yeah. Actual. I think I think that because the Cure sold the tickets for so low, that Ticketmaster saw an opportunity because like that's like I bullshit. said, yeah, that there has to be some regulation. This is getting out of hand. When I paid, when I wound up exiting the the ticket line. Having got having scored four tickets for like under two hundred bucks, I felt pretty good about myself until I looked at the tickets. You like know? I said, at the end of the day, it's like one hundred and eighty for four tickets. See, the cure is not the worst thing. Nah, but uh, yeah, like, it's fine. But the fact it's the point that, of it. Like uh, over a hundred, over a hundred of that is not is just bullshit. Yeah. Like where that's, is it going to go? It's going to go. Because that nineteen that the band is charging, that's not all going to the band either. Like that's no. all getting divided up in the tour and everything, and everyone they pay and charge. They're not keeping that. That extra fees that you're paying, that's not paying. No. Or like the merch people and the. No, that's not doing. It's bullshit. It, it is absolute robbery. It it is like. Anytime I buy tickets, it's like I always get like anxiety, and I don't even—I can't even figure out in my head the cost. There's no way to like even like prepare for That's, how high the, the fees are these days. Yeah. So like you don't even know. And each place is like different. They latch on new fees to other places that don't exist in other places, and it's crazy. Like I said, it's like you know people were buying. Like I think a lot of the big controversial was like the Taylor Swift. Where the tickets yeah. were to begin with, and the fees, it was like basically another thousand dollars on top of it. And you're just like that that amount of money is not a bad amount of money to pay for tickets to go see the cure. Uh, they're a solid band that's probably you'd probably expect to pay a little bit more, to be honest. But just to see the fees, it's ridiculous. Um, hopefully they'll do something. They gotta put a cap on it or, or something. All this is know. gonna do, really, is hurt new upcoming acts. Oh, yeah. It's the older bands, the one, the legacy bands, the band, the nostalgia bands, at the end of the day, they'll be fine. They'll be yeah. fine. 
you know, Bruce Springsteen ain't worried. Taylor Swift ain't really worried. It's cool that Robert Smith, like, trying to keep the ticket prices lower or yeah. whatever, especially in, like, in the shitty seats, at least. Uh, and it's just the fact that it, it's Ticketmaster is just is yeah. one hurting their parasite. It's, like, the same thing with, like, health insurance. Yeah. And these other things. Like I said, I just find it really funny. People complain about paying taxes, but like taxes can be beneficial to you if you elect the right leaders and the money can go to the right places. But these service fees, these things, these don't come back and benefit you in any way. All they do is hurt you and it's parasitic. It just, it hurts the music industry. It, and if it if it's kept unchecked, it's just going to get worse. They're not going to regulate. They're not the 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 free the invisible hand of the free market. Oh yeah, solve it. Well, so, no, it won't. It will get to the point where it, it. I don't even know where it goes from here. Like, but I I get to see it getting worse. Like before it gets better. Well, your other option is to have. You have very few other options. I mean, what are you going to print your own tickets or something? I mean, like those are so easy to counterfeit. You do need to pay Ticketmaster for their their tech. You know, I mean, they have a good way of delivering tickets that are not easily counterfeited. But um, I don't know. It just seems like well, like you an said, egregious... all the shit's online. It's not like they're really printing tickets anymore. Oh my right. god, do you want tickets printed? They charge like an exorbitant amount to get the oh, yeah. to you. Yeah, and honestly, like I'm not even sure they would know what to do with real tickets if you tried to show up to an event with real tickets. Well, a lot of them have scanners anyway. They just scan the barcode and everything. But like you, you know, it's just it's just bullshit. That's all it is. It's just it's something that needs to be regulated. And this is like this is across the board and everything. Cell phones, everything. If you look, they add on shit. There's fees add on all kinds of things. Yeah. Like, check your fucking receipts, man. I'm telling you, anytime you go to a place, always get the receipt. Look at it because. Yeah, you might have paid for everything and that the prices are right, but look at the end, man, because sometimes there's some weird ass fees added on some places. They don't they tack on the credit card fee onto you. Yeah. Yeah. They they do that. Like there's all like you gotta, but yeah, I don't know. There's nothing else to be said about it. It sucks. Like I said, I think the the cure example you brought up is that is just the perfect example of how shitty it really is. Yeah. Like in, in retrospect, in reality, it should only have been five bucks a ticket. Yeah. They and even made that, a fortune. And even that, the fact that it's more than 25% of that, it should be in proportion, like you said. But the fact that even when 20, you know, it's like funny, you know, when you go out to eat and let's say your bill is only like 20 bucks, but you feel like, you know, if like you have a waiter or something like that, like I feel like I'm not gonna just give them one, right? You know, uh, four dollars or whatever. Like I'm still gonna give them like eight or whatever because it's like the service was the same. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I always feel weird. No, about I that. agree. But that at least is going to you know where the money is going to in that chance because you saw the service and everything. Yeah, yeah. No, it it, it is a weird one. I mean, like there's got to be some. T- tipping is like a, I guess a different dynamic but That's a, I don't even know why I brought up an example I'm just saying though but like I'm just bringing up the percentage wise but the fact yeah. that, it's just totally insane it's insane it's over 100% fees 
That's great. Like the, it's a hundred percent of the ticket value in fees over a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred and ten percent. It's crazy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Right. Well, speaking of ridiculous. That's right. Speaking of ridiculous. Um, what do you want to talk about first? Last of Us or Mandalorian? We can do Last of Us first. Um, I thought it was a good solid ending. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty like in comparison to other episodes. It was pretty simple. Yes. It wasn't it felt shorter than uh the other episodes. Like it didn't feel like a long episode at all. Like Yeah. It, it was. I mean it was a solid hour long, but you're right, it did move kind of quickly. Yeah, like I mean they're on their they're heading to the area and then they get like cornered by the fireflies, they get knocked out. Yep. And, um, you know, obviously, at least kind of like there's that fallout from the last episode, which was super fucked up. Yeah. Father David, Pastor Dave or whatever. And uh, everything that went on with that. And then she, you know, it's funny him. He's like trying to be it's So his his role has changed. He's like, I found your favorite. Uh, he's like, I found your uh, can of beef for and, uh Look, you can beat me in Boggle. It's like, he's yeah. Like, Weird dad. It's really funny. He really is like, he's really turned into like a dad that's trying his best to make like their kid happy and like the it did possible. Yeah, that was the one thing. Like, I look, it didn't feel forced or terrible or anything, but it was, it was a little jarring for me to see Joel so like accommodating well, think, to her. You know, she saved him, and then you know he cares about her, and yeah. Like, you know, when he called her like baby girl in the last episode, it's like, yeah, that's yeah. his fucking kid now. It's like, and his, he's her guardian and the, and everything that she, you know, he, I don't think he knows everything that she went through, but he knows that it was horrible, you know? Right. Uh, and it was just, it's just kind of funny. That's all. It was just like, oh, yeah. I, got, I got a can of beefaroni, which, you know, who would ever thought a 20 year old can of beefaroni would be considered a great a but delicacy, a right? In the apocalypse, man. Oh, you know what? Beefaroni, we've had this discussion before. Oh, yeah. Beefaroni is the superior canned shitty it's the pasta. Finest of the canned pastas. It is like Franco American, any of that stuff. Garbage. Yeah. yeah. Toss that. No, the, the, the beefaroni in that Chef nice party, beefaroni all day. Metallic, all day. tangy orange yep. sauce. And, yep. Big thick noodles. Probably human grade beef. Yeah, it's real knows? good. Except that, like it's crispy somehow. Yeah, beef, oh. it's like yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> like, for, I, like I haven't had it probably in like five, like thirty years, I think. But oh yeah, I remember I used to eat it in college. That's the last time I ate beefaroni like pretty regularly. My first year or two in college, so. I think the most unbelievable part of that scene was how preserved and new the can looked. Yeah, yeah, it did look real new. Like Um, that white on the package should be yellowed as shit. I mean, we're talking 20 years, probably not well ventilated. Right. Like, who knows where he found it? (laughs) Like in a car or something, like an abandoned car from 2003. I mean, I'm not going to get into the logistics of that. That's not no. really important. That's not why we're here to talk about beefaroni. I mean, no, no. Well, the episode about that beefaroni. 
the episode started with a flashback. Uh, oh, that's right. I like totally. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the flashback. This show does flashback so well. Um, and the flashback was of Ellie's birth. The mom was fleeing clickers or something. And yeah, the mom is played by, let's see, let me look it up real quick. She is famous for being the kid that they have. A, there's a baby that ages up to like four. They did that on TV shows all the time. They would have like, yeah, yeah. In the next season, they'd be like, that kid's four now. Well, like, right. we, we want it to be a character. Uh, it's played by the girl from, um, what was it, Growing Pains? Growing Pains, right. Her name's Ashley Johnson. It's funny. She had like a big cameo in Avengers, like a first Avengers movie. She was like the waitress. She's in like in a bunch of scenes. And I remember that like people are like, hey, that girl looks kind of, it's funny. Her face hasn't really changed that much. Like huh. recognize her. And I remember watching the Avengers and being like, is it the fucking little girl from Growing Pains? <laughs> and then I'm watching this and I'm like, it's crazy though, because like I would say just casting her is great casting because you could believe that she's that actress's mom like they're not that far yeah. off looking from each other like there's a similar look and what's funny though about the woman who played the mom that's she's the voice of the character in the game yeah you had mentioned that i didn't realize that but the, yeah that... i didn't know that uh let me, let me make sure i confirm that well the the preview or the uh flashback kind of confirms as to how ellie became immune yep. sorry she did the voice acting and motion capture for ellie in the last oh episode. wow okay huh cool well yeah. we we find out why ellie was immune and it's because the mom was bit <laughs> ellie was kind of infected through the umbilical she gets cord. bit she's on the run she ends up like an abandoned house it, it's cool uh and yeah, she gets bit by a clicker, and she, as she's being attacked by this clicker, she gives birth. Which yeah, talk about a great distraction from right the, uh, from pregnant, you know, giving delivering a baby. I would imagine like you're like oh, but then she got bit unfortunately, and then she yes. cut the umbilical cord as quickly as possible. But I think it was too late. Right, uh, that woman who is in charge of the fireflies, Marlene, who's also. She did the voice in the game too, and it's the actual actress of that character. Oh, okay. Yeah, she. And I remember in the behind the scenes because she's like in the first episode a lot, and in the behind the scenes they talk about that. And she said like she was, you know, casted to play that character, and actually they said like she's the appropriate age now to play it. Right, right. So I thought that was kind of cool. I guess she. This backstory was that she was friends with Ellie's mom. And, uh, you know, she didn't want the responsibility or anything like that. She lies to her and says that, like, Ellie was born before she was bit. That's not true. But basically, right. we learn now why Ellie is immune to uh, the whole to the virus, because by the umbilical cord and being in the mother while she was bit, I guess a small percentage ended up in her. So yeah. she is technically infected. Yes, they said uh, right. that the it's in her brain, but it basically gives off a signal to other. It's not growing, but it gives off a signal to other infected that she is infected. So they just sort of <laughs> ignore her. I the only my only issue 
with the whole Ellie's mom knowing that woman, it kind of doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, so what happened? Did she like pawn off the baby onto another family? Because how did Ellie end up in Fedra? You would think that she, this woman would have raised her that she would have been a firefly or working with the fireflies. It doesn't really make any sense the connection. I don't is this in the video game too? I you know, I never played the video game. Um but you know all the stories of it. Yeah, I know the whole storyline, but I that's like a my that's a detail I didn't really pay attention to. My guess is that the fireflies didn't exist in the beginning. That that but then what did she do? She had she pawned the baby off, but like she obviously knew the baby was special from the get-go. Like when she found Ellie with the other girl who died, what was her name? Ellie's friend. Riley. 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 And, you know, she said, like, the person I killed was Riley. She says that to Joel in the beginning of the episode. Um, And that woman would be like, oh, I know who this is. I mean, obviously, maybe not, because, I mean, Mm. unless she, like, pawned that baby off immediately, she wouldn't know that was Ellie. But, like, I just think there's a little bit of too much convenience there. Um, I, I'm not yeah, saying there is a weirdness to it. Yeah, I, I don't, it's almost like Star Wars level convenience of like C3PO is also right, right. Anakin Skywalker made C3PO, and we're just like, it's a know. small world. Yeah, it's funny, you know. I can see people complain real quick. I see people complain about R5D4 showing up in Mandalorian, yeah, but no, it makes total sense. The Jawas live in Tatooine and they yep. pawned off that shitty robot onto someone else, yeah. That makes, no, that, actually, more, yeah. that makes more sense than uh, I believe. That's like someone selling a shitty used car to someone. I believe that more than like Anakin created C3, yeah. here, which ended no, up being pretty logical. Yeah. Luke's friend, you know, like, <laughs> but like that's like on this level of like, it doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. Like her, because how did Ellie end up in Fedra? Right. Because if, if she was with that woman, I would imagine that she would make sure Ellie had nothing to do with Fedra. Yeah, that, I mean, like, that would make sense. Unless she immediately pawned that baby off onto a couple or something. You know what I mean? Like, Because I don't yeah. think she, was raised, she clearly was not raised by that woman. I think she said that her family was killed. I don't think she. I don't think she's talking about her mother. I don't think she's probably talking about, like, she probably had, like, some adopted family or something. Right. Maybe we'll learn more about that in season two. But I just found that to be, like, a little, like... Like it's I think you're watching it like oh that's cool, but then I'm like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, honestly, I kind of like just let that slip out of my mind. Um, and I put it but, back in the brain like a cordyceps. But I, I trolls you. I will say that it it seems. Gosh, she, she probably just did give the kids to. What? It probably was one of those things where Fedra was set up so that all the kids went to like a central. Place that's probably one of the things that pissed people off about <laughs> Fedra. Yeah, but maybe I mean, yeah. I just like I said, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it is a little convenient. Yeah. It's a little too convenient. Like I and I don't mind. It's funny. I just don't mind like the mom knowing her right connection. It's just like okay, but how did Ellie end up in Fedra? And like right, really yeah. like. In the first episode, when she's keeping Ellie in that room to make sure she doesn't turn, she knows yeah. 
she didn't know Ellie. But then in the season finale, she knew damn hell. Okay, so the right. plot is they get <laughs> they're in a in that city. And they get cornered by the fireflies. They're knocked out. Joel wakes up uh, in a room and he finds out that basically Ellie, they're going to do surgery. They're literally going to, they're going to kill Ellie because right. the only way to get the cordyceps is, well, because he knows, he's not stupid. He's like, cordyceps lives in your brain. You're infected. Yeah. By it. That's why there's no cure for it because there might be a way to prevent it, like a vaccine of, of some kind. And he knows that, like, they're going to have to take her brain out. Now, the funny thing, I saw someone online say, like, um, well, couldn't they just biop- do a biopsy on her? It would seem like that's a possibility. I mean, right? But, yeah, it's funny. It's like, I found the whole thing. kind. Of, so, real quick plot. So, Joel's like, I ain't, I don't like that. I'm, you're not going to kill my new daughter. So, right. then he goes in and he just kills everyone. <laughs> It's crazy. He, kills, he spoilers. He kills everyone. This fifth, almost sixty-year-old man is able to take on a small army of fireflies. These people are so incompetent that they have no ability to take this guy on. And well, they then, did. They did like the whole way. Several times in this episode, they're like, "We lost so many people on the way out here, but you did it yourself." And they they kind of played it up. Why like, they just oh, take her? Why did they just take her? That's the only thing that makes no sense, too, is that, like, why would she, why would that woman be there in the end? Like, it makes, yeah. it makes like, she shouldn't be there. It would be, like, the, whatever fireflies are out in this city that they coordinate with. Yeah. Like, how, why would she be there? It, it seemed a little, like, it is, out of all the episodes this season, like I said, I still enjoyed it. I'm not saying it's bad. And that there were some leaps here, though. There's, I would say, this is the most Swiss cheese of episodes out of yeah. It it, to me, it just doesn't. There's a lot of things that make no sense. Like, and maybe uh, if you could fill in, tell me, like, did she say I was in the first episode? I'll meet you guys there. Like, I need someone inconspicuous. You, you take her so that, like, you know. No one will notice that she's with you, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, it's less yeah. assuming if it's just the two of you. Did she say that? Like, No, no. I mean, the deal was... The deal was that they were going to get to her, and then everything went to hell. I think she... And maybe they did say it. I think Marlene assumed that they were all dead. What? I think that Marlene assumed that Joel and the kid were dead. I think that when, because Tess and Joel were taking the kid to Marlene in the first couple yeah. episodes, right? Yeah. And then they never showed up, clearly. And there's a huge explosion outside the city. And I'll bet you they assumed that they never made it. That they died. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, and then t- t- Marlene <laughs> was like, well, I'm going to head west now, you know, so. And then they happen to see them. Yeah. And then I they show up. That's like the doctor they got it's like it is like the whole thing is like okay so joel kills literally kills everyone kills oh, yeah. and i could see people being like well, joel's the bad guy here because he tuned uh humanity by like being selfish ellie should have been sacrificed but at the same time i'm like 
I guarantee you what would happen was they would have killed Ellie and her head and her brain would end up in a garbage can because yeah. they're incompetent and they had a doctor who probably was not like who was probably a medical student. Right. <laughs> had no idea what they're doing at all. Because that any real doctor would be like, well, we could probably just go in and do a biopsy. It just it did seem weird. Like I the the you're supposed to feel like Joel turns into a bad guy, you know, because he does he kills people when they've surrendered. But you're he, told in the in the beginning he's a bad guy like he's not that he's a bad guy but like he's not he kills people i mean like he's done bad things he's he's not uh a good uh what they call that the lawful good lawful evil yeah well and that's how he he survived he's not lawful good he's not you know like yeah i don't he's not a villain like in uh but he's Someone who would have no problem killing you if he had to. Yeah. And here he's like, he's not looking for the fight. You know, the fight kind of finds him. He or didn't go in he there. Has, and... He has no problem killing people. That, that's the yeah. thing. He doesn't have a moral code that like. Right. So, you know, you can look at it and say, did Joel uh, doom humanity to a permanent apocalyptic state? And I would say that. You could look at it this way and say, one, I don't think they would have been able to do anything with it. I don't right. think they had that ability. They're in like a shitty little room in a hospital. Like they're not, there's no lab around. There's no like, like what are they gonna do? And how yeah. would they disperse these so-called cures? You gotta test them. Like, how would they do any of that stuff? Would they give them they would also use that as a way to like would they give it to Fedra people? Probably yeah. not. Probably not. Like, I don't think Joel, like, Joel saved Ellie. I look at it this way. I don't think those people had a clue what they were fucking doing. I feel like they they promised them this, like, you know, meet meet you there. They have a lab. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't think they really know what they're doing. And the fact that the, the, the go-to is just like, yeah, we just could take a brain out and kill her. Right. Like, and if that's, if that was their theory, like there's something in her brain, then shouldn't they be able to like get cells from like a click? I don't know. It just seems. Well, that's what I said too. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. It's like what you're, it's almost like the same logic of when Ellie uh, rubs her blood on that kid thinking, yeah. like, oh, I'm going to save this little boy who is bit by a clicker. It's almost the same logic in a way, because and it's, you know, you go back to that first episode when that doc, that doom and gloom episode that takes place in the late 60s. Yeah, yeah. When that show and the doctor looks at the camera and says, like, there's no cure for this. There's no vaccine. Yeah. There's nothing. And I think Ellie, like, <laughs> the magic sauce is that uh, a pregnant lady getting bit by a clicker right before. Maybe her well, might be immune to it and not turn into a clicker. The yeah. thing, though, and this is almost like Walking Deadish, is that Ellie's not immune. She has it. She just has a new version of it. Well, she's so that, immune in that. Okay, she's immune to the symptoms. She, yeah, exactly. She doesn't develop symptoms, and she also develops something that like signals to clickers that she's not a threat she's one of them so oh she does they they did say yeah they said that they said that in this episode but it was like from a firefly so you you, you're not sure if it's 100 true i mean but 
But the in clickers theory. have it. That's bullshit because the clickers attacked her. Right in the car. Yeah, you're right. They that, attacked the, her in multiple places. They attacked her when she was with her friend. Yeah. In that episode. So no, she's not immune to like she's not like it's not like the end of uh what was it? Um what was that? Well, she got bit. Z War, what was it called? The Brad Pitt World, movie? Uh World War, War Z. Z was that the solution in the end was basically that they created an invisible force field. Yeah. People, right? Wasn't that the whole thing? It was like they you, came up with a cure that would make the zombies not see you. Yes. Like they would not want to bite you. And therefore, they would, by everyone taking this, the zombies would eventually just die off because they would not have any, they wouldn't know to go to anybody to eat. Right. Because they, that would, but, and it sounds like she's trying to claim that about her, but that's not true. She's been attacked multiple times. Yeah. And she has bite marks. I mean, she clearly, well, yeah, she's she been got like... bit. Yeah. The boy attacked her after he turned into a clicker, yep. a little kid. And it's just, she's just, like you said, she has it, but she is immune to the symptoms. But that wouldn't even be like, I mean, that look, that's great. That's good. But clickers would still rip you apart. You know, I mean, yeah. even if, like, it's not like a... I mean, the great... only thing you would want about it is that you would want people to have it so that if someone got bit by a clicker, they wouldn't turn into one. Right. The... And then eventually the clickers would die out because they would not, the ones that exist would die and you would obviously have to destroy those big yeah. scary ones. <laughs> but like exactly. you wouldn't have new ones really. That's right. the whole goal is that humanity could go on. It would just, it would still have to deal with this, but like it, it, you wouldn't have to worry about people turning into them. Yeah. Coming, you know, mushroom heads. Um, I, like I said, I liked it. I don't know where the show goes from there. I know eventually, who knows? They did announce season two. Yeah, they, there's a season two. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and I guess what the game takes place like five years later. I don't know much about the second game. I know it's a couple big spoiler pieces that I won't talk about. But um, I think, yeah, I think the game is supposed to pick up where... Yeah, where Ellie and Joel have been living together for a while. Uh, like, I I don't know where, but there's tension. Like, uh, Well, in the end of the episode, you know, she basically, he lies to her and says, yeah. like, oh, they realized we got captured, but we were attacked by uh, uh, Raiders. Raiders, and uh, they were like, Oh, we're not gonna be able to do this right now. What did he say? Is it like they lost interest in doing it, or I don't know? No, no he said basically, like, they got a ton of kids just like you, they didn't oh, need that's you, right. and they everything they try is failing, so they're not gonna try anymore. They've given up trying, and then the then the hospital got attacked by raiders, and we barely got out alive. Yeah, and she's like, You telling the truth? and he's like. Yeah. Yeah, that's the ticket. Well, somebody, uh, somebody put the clip from. Uh, uh, I think you should leave. Where he's oh. like, I ain't rig shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's Joel in the end. I ain't rig shit. <laughs> well, that's it, basically. Like, Ellie knows he's lying, and he knows Joel knows that deep down he's probably not telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes. Sometimes that's okay, you know, like, like, 
you know, if the kid says, hey, is it going to be all right? And you're like, yeah, it's going to be all right. And the kid's like, you don't know that. Like, but I'm glad you said that. It seemed like one of those, you know, yeah. like, like they probably both knew what was going on, but that's what they but, needed to verbalize to make it okay. Well, the transition to the uh, other thing we're going to talk about. Yeah. I just want to point out that we already saw this episode of The Last of Us with Patrick Pascal. It was called Mandalorian Episode 3, Season 1, where Mando gives Grogu to the the German German director, that guy, Hans, uh, what was his name? uh, Werner Herzog? Hans Grubman. No, who was that director? Uh, it was Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. Isn't yes. that funny that he was in those first episodes? That is real. Yeah, that is weird. That was great. I want to see the baby. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, and then you got introduced to that doctor. Right. And the whole plot was he realizes, like, I don't know, I shouldn't have done that. And he cares about the kid. He goes in, kills all the stone troopers. Yeah confronts the doctor in the end doesn't kill the doctor of course because and he saves grogu is on a hospital table or some kind yeah. of yeah that was shit. a really great episode yeah yeah and he saved and he he carries him out and saves him and it same is thing literally yeah. the same thing not as violent. Yeah. i mean more, well space violence because you got right, guys right. And, and shit but it's literally the same plot yeah it is it's identical Almost, almost. It, it's a similar plot pattern. Uh, so, yeah, I like The Last of Us. We'll see where it goes. Like I said, I don't really know much about the game. You uh, you can spoil I don't care for me later after we, have the, we stop talking in this yeah, episode. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. I will say <clears throat> I could. I think it's a legitimate complaint for people to be like, where, where are the zombie characters? Yeah. Like, I mean, there was a lot of monsters that were people on the show, like oh, Patrick yes. and Eileen, no, Kathleen. Yeah. Um, like there were a lot of monsters, people like that. Even the Firefly people weren't very good. True. You just meet a lot of people and no one's good. And it's interesting too, because it's like, again, it's like that character says, uh, Joel's brother's uh, wife, I guess, says yeah. to, uh, to Ellie, like, you know, the pe- you got to be careful. You can't trust people. Yeah. You know, because even like, you know, here's this person that, you know, she should be able to trust. You knew her mom, knew her mom, and uh, yeah, well, yeah, her, and she was willing to sacrifice Ellie supposedly for the greater good. But I just, I just don't think, I don't think they had the capability to, uh, yeah, do what they think they were going to do. I think that uh, she would have just been wasted. Right. She would just been dead. So the humanity would still be screwed no matter what. I and mean, you just wouldn't. Enjoy. I think it's an interesting question, though, if you think like, well, what if they could have done it? Is I, then should Joel have allowed? I mean, like, you're still I just stuck think in kind of a you weird. You look at the facilities they're in and you look at the people and how they had it all set up. True. Yeah. I It looked like they were just going to, like, get her brain out of her head. Put in a fucking like frozen, you know, keep it cold, something, yeah. and then take it to like maybe take it to a lab or something. I don't right. know, but like looking at what they had and everything like that, 
I think that she just would have been a, a, a wasted course yeah. in the end, and he would have been without a daughter. Yeah, so, no, I agree. I agree. I just think mm. that, like, you just look at them; you could tell they did not look. They did not look competent. No, <laughs> it was like a Mickey Mouse operation going on there. Yeah, yeah, it, it really yeah, they, did look kind of. Speaking of Mickey Mouse. Oh yeah, the man. The, you uh, watched the new Mandalorian on Disney Plus. I did. Um, Episode three of season three. This was actually this was a really great one. Um, I agree. It doesn't seem like a ton happens. The the basic idea is that a lot um, happens in this episode. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. There, there's what do you like want uh, to happen on the show, man. <laughs> I want everything now. Well, I'm thinking of like the the Mandalorian story. Like he bathes in the waters, uh, in the mines, and then he returned to his people, and he was kind of redeemed. With a weird twist, being Bo Katan was also redeemed. Well, okay, so real quick, it continues right after the last episode, where yep. Mando wakes up. She uh, lies to him though, and claims that well, she didn't see anything. The yeah. Didn't see so she lies. She, she kind of probes Just him like first. Joel and... lies to Ellie, and uh, Bo-Katan <laughs> lies to uh, Mando, and basically says, uh, I, "I didn't see shit." Well, she yeah, she she kind of probes him first and was like, "Did you see anything? Did you?" And then yeah. after she realizes that he was kind of out of it, she she does not disclose that she saw the mythosaur. Uh, I didn't see anything either. <laughs> I didn't see anything cool. Yeah, but you know what was kind of weird, and I I don't know if you you noticed this or if I was like over noticing it. You know that they eventually leave the planet and they get chased by these Tie Fighters, Tie Interceptors, and yeah. it's a really kind of exciting fight. Fight. Oh scene. yeah, that seems great. That battle it really seems is so good. It, you got uh, well, Mando is with Bo-Katan, and he says, "Get down so he can get to his." They're flying back yep. to her planet where her castle is, and they get attacked by, like I said, tie interceptors. And he rockets to his ship so he can get it. You know, there's yeah. pretty vividic scenes. Uh, you got R five D four and the ship. He's pretty funny. Uh, like the way he keeps yeah, I'm all scared. Well, at the end <laughs> of it, at the end of it, Bo Katan is like, you know, I lost a shield, this that or whatever. Uh, how about you and and uh the Mandalorian goes, nothing. I don't there's not a single scratch on my ship. And Bo-Katan looks at him for a quick second. And I wonder if she is thinking at that point, like, you are the chosen one. Like, or, he, or she's just like, fuck you, dude. I, I wondered because like <laughs> Honestly, much just lie to me and say, Yeah, my I got a big scratch on my ship. I'm gonna have to buff it out for now. Well, it's called to the episode is called The Convert. And the convert isn't the Mandalorian, obviously. It works in multiple ways in this episode because it... And I'll say this. What Mandalorian does in this episode is how Boba Fett should have worked. So the book of Boba Fett... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandalorian does an episode... So in this episode, it's like two episodes in one. You get like the first 10 minutes is this battle and they escape the Empire. Uh, Bo-Katan's ship uh, castle's destroyed and they're being chased by time interceptors. And uh, in uh, and then it cuts to Coruscant, and it ends up being a whole episode about the Doctor, Doctor Pershing, and what's going on. And you find out there's like 
a whole reef, uh, what do they call that program? Like a re-educate, uh, re-entry program or re-entry program for like something like that to become like part of the new Republic. And then it, it, so it's like sandwich in the middle and that's the main chunk. But then yep. the last 10 minutes or five or 10 minutes, it goes back to Mando and Bo-Katan and, uh, where they end up. And honestly, that's probably what they should have done with those Book of Boba Fett episodes of Mando. And yeah. that's why those episodes were so jarring was because it was just like, where the fuck is Boba Fett? Right. And if they just had like Boba Fett's story and then like 40 minutes of the episode being like Mando and then ending with Bo- Boba Fett's story, yeah. people would have liked it more. And I think what they did in this episode with Dr. Pershing also, though, even if they just did a Dr. Pershing episode, let's say, where you didn't even sure. get Mando or Boba Fett or uh, Baby Yoda in this episode at all, I think that actually wouldn't have been that bad because at least these are all characters that are in the Mandalorian and are yeah. part of the Mandalorian story. You have all the people, you have that woman who uh, was Moff Gideon's like number one yep. or whatever. Uh, spoilers. Hold on. Sit. Sit down, Snoopy. These dogs, man, this fucking fire alarm uh, that went off. Is it off, still going off? No, no, you would have heard oh. it. I had to change the battery. Joseph did some editing so you guys don't have to deal with it. It has just made these dogs annoying. Mm. I usually they just chill when I do the podcast. Now they're just like, well, this one's chill, but now the other one being a little stinker. Oh. Sit. Like talking to a dog. I know, right? <laughs> or a wall. Uh, okay, so real quick, so we go back. Basically, they're being attacked by the Empire, which is interesting. Yep. That they're still Imperials. Makes sense that uh, Bo-Katan. Uh, she's. St- I, you find out in the last season when you're introduced to her that she basically steals like Imperial shit. And- yeah, and she said they were like Imperial warlords. Like there are different factions of the Empire still kind of running independently you know yeah that makes sense yeah so it makes sense and i think we're gonna run into that more but then it goes to carson and like i said it's old dr pershing and man that stuff is so good yeah all that whole carson scenes like i I can't even describe it man this show looks this was like possibly one of the best shows out of all the mandalorian i feel like it felt very Andorish too. This episode, the, the middle part was definitely right out of Andor. I think it's just because it's just people in like simple sci-fi outfits, and that's kind of like what Andor is. Like you know, yeah. you know, Mandalorian. And it was like in a work. It was like a workplace setting. You know, it was like like it was more, more grounded. It was in the city. Yeah, I love the whole like. They go when he's speaking in that arena. That's uh, yeah. that's that's a famous scene. That's from uh, episode three, when uh, Sidious first in, talks to Anakin about Darth Plagueis the Wise. Right. That's in that same place, mm-hmm. and he's talking about cloning and everything, and like what he can do. And then he 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 lives in this like again. It's like almost like a halfway house for yeah uh, it basically it's like a halfway house for uh former imperials and it's interesting too because he doesn't really an imperial like he never really was no he was like a contractor or something like he's like a scientist he worked with the i guess the um whatever those things were those tall skinny things from episode two genosins yeah 
Yeah. No, they weren't called Camino. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, and, well, um, you know, I guess it's just they worked with the Empire, so he's like kind of connected and he was working with Moff Gideon, but like, so he goes back to the house and he see or back to and he see these people sitting there, and one of them is that woman, and all of a sudden now she's right. like super cool and like, oh yeah, I'm a totally different person. Spoilers, you're gonna tell us out of the order. That guy gets screwed by her in the end. Oh bad. And I kind of knew something was up. Uh she tries to tell him, like, you know, it's like she kind of fucks with him throughout the episode. It, it's like he wants to like work with the new republic he's just doing a boring desk job and right. he's not being used really for his uh you know capabilities which is yes like, yeah, Mad science. now he what he wants to do with cloning though is like what a good scientist want to do it's like, right he wants he artificial like yeah a new heart right you know new lungs not an army right. <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> which is what like military and dictators would want and shit uh his at what he wants to do is for good and uh she's like you know we just got to convince the new republic you know if you get the equipment and she tells him like then they'll say yeah yeah they sneak in on a train they go to the outer skirts where the all the garbage is which is like all the imperial ships that are decommissioned imperial ships and stuff and it's funny how they talk about it and like you can't go there like they're you know like it's a swastika symbol right and she's just like no nah, it's just garbage you know we're just getting some supplies out and it's great too because when he meets them uh the imperial people the former imperials and her yeah he, they talk about like what they miss and at first they're like what do you mean like like about the vampire they're like no it's the monotony things like yeah little things like these biscuits that they had which yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Remember McDonald's had those cookies when you were a kid? They were oh, like, yeah. they were like, they weren't the McDonald Land cookies. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that that's what those Imperial biscuits taste like. Yeah, because those McDonald Land those, cookies were pretty good. Actually. They were great. Like, yeah, they were basically just like good animal crackers, like better. Right. Step that's up. True. Um, and it's funny. He he gets he opens his door and there's like a box and in there is just like a whole ton of Imperial biscuits. <laughs> Just love how it's like their package it's got the imperial logo on yeah it. Little, they're like <laughs> and, uh, it's basically like airplane snacks or something yeah you kind of yeah those cookies you get on the airplane um so you find out it's from her and they're like they, she befriends him they go out yep. i like when they go to the town and like you see this like rock and he's like what is that it's like this is the uh, yeah the, only the part tallest, of the planet you can see this is the tallest mountain in the entire uh it's the thing that sneaks in yeah because the entire there's like nothing all the organic shit is completely covered it's like the whole planet is a city it's like judge dread or something yeah yeah uh, i love though like it's funny because it's like you know she fucks with him and says yeah go touch they let and then a robot immediately shows all up. all these alerts go off yeah away. yeah he wants to he thinks he can he thinks he can touch it and she's fucked with him but it's almost like they're foreshadowing that she's fucking with him the entire time well what's her motivation do you understand that i think part? she's still working for the empire she's like she is still a she is 
And I think there's a faction of the New Republic of people that are still connected to Imperials, which, you know, they want to well, show you why. And it, it kind of stinks because the, the prequel, the sequel trilogy sucked. But this is kind of setting up the whole yeah. Crystal Order thing and like how it how that happened. And it just shows you like how the New Republic never really got a good start. And they never were able to like acclimate the Imperials properly, or they should have like just fucking and uh right. kept them in prison instead of trying to make them into like society. You know, it's kind of like almost like uh you can like look at parables of like the civil war and how like reconstruction the, the yeah. North did a really terrible job with the south and let the south kind of just do whatever the fuck it wanted, you know. It's like, yeah, we can have slaves, but we'll do sharecropping and we'll segregate and we'll yeah, you know, I it's like why like why. It just didn't make sense. Like, why is she setting up? Why doesn't she want to use him as an asset? Well, I think the point is she uses him to get the right equipment. Oh, all right. So they get caught in the end. Like they like they're not allowed to leave the perimeter. Like they like I said, it's like a halfway house or like they're on probation. They're not supposed to like leave certain parts of the city. They're being watched. They gotta show up at a certain time. They have like a badge on them. Uh, you know, because they're it's a what do you call it? A re-entry? What are they calling it? It's like a rehab program, re yeah. re-education or reacclimation. Sort of. They don't call it re-education, but it's kind of like what it is. And yeah. So what's the episode called again? Convert? What yeah, the episode's called the convert. Yeah, so and you're it right. kind of makes sense too. It's like they're converting these people to be in the new republic. I hadn't thought of it, but yeah, you're and right. It's funny, so they get caught in the end, and she totally turns on him. She takes the equipment though. She used him to basically get, she had no idea what equipment he needed. He's like, I need yeah. equipment. They get it. Cause he's like, I just need like a lab. If I have the right equipment and I could do the work and he didn't have access to work because new Republicans right. want to deal with clones. So, cause they consider that, you know, with the whole clone war oh, yeah. empire and everything like that. They're like, no, we, we had enough issues with clones, <laughs> which is like, you know, you, you always get that from that first that line when Obi-Wan tells Luke about Clone Wars. And it's yeah. like, oh, what so is great. that? And it's like clearly this was a bad thing. And it's like it, there's a reason why we don't have clones anymore in, in, yeah. in, in the Star Wars universe. Because um so yeah, she like turns on him and like basically rats him out. And then in the end of the episode, he's being like, he's in this bed and he's like, you're going to do a mind flare. And there's like, uh, what are those things called again? The mountain Calmari. Oh yeah. The, that guy is, is great so scene. awesome. He's like, talking, yeah. He's like, yeah, they did it to me too. <laughs> he it's was great. Little, he's like, this the is best- a mind flare. You're just going to like, no, it's just to relax you. And they're like, you're going to wipe my mind. And then they're talking to her and they're saying like, oh, you're so good. You're like the, you're like our, uh, star re-entry program yeah. and she's like oh thanks and then she's like can i stick around i you know he's my friend i want to like make sure he's okay and then when they leave she turns the dial all the way up so his brain is pudding i mean yeah. i think that's it for that character i don't think we're gonna get like the further adventures of dr uh, i don't think so uh we're the, gonna the get best... like the further adventures of dr pershing and his pudding cup or his dribble his dribble yeah. cup the best part though is when the when Pershing was on the table and he's talking to the Mon Calamari and he looks at that that woman and he's like, it was a trap. <laughs> oh, like did he really say that? Yeah, he's like, oh, it was I a trap. So and the, the Mon Calamari just kind of like tilts his head a little bit, like, hmm, like 
<laughs> it's a great scene. Yeah, it's I uh, better watch it. Yeah, I love that. Like, yeah, Doctor Pershing and the uh, we'll get an episode where he's trying to complete a twenty-piece puzzle. Yeah, his brain's pudding. I love that. He's you like, know. it's a mind flare. They're like, no, it's just a. I mean, it's it's a lobotomy, basically. But yeah, yeah, it's a Actually, memory memory erasure. He turned it all the way up, so he's just going to be even. I guess if he's like, okay, he's just going to have no memories, which means he's not going to be able to do yeah. anything. And I think whoever she's really working with, it's like we just. I just need the right equipment, and I used him to get it. And now I'm going to get this equipment to the right. I I just think there's clearly there's um. There's a faction of these people. She's still in line with Moff Gideon. We haven't seen Moff Gideon. He is going to be back because I know he was at like the premiere. Um, oh, okay. I didn't know Carlos that. Esposito. Yeah, he was at the premiere. There was images of him. So clearly he was there. He's going to be there. Not, you know who wasn't in those premiere photos? Gina Carano. Yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious. Well, I'll talk about that in a second. So that, that whole scene, that whole like, chunk with Coruscant and everything I thought that was amazing it was kind of cool to see like how the the world the galaxy is you know post empire and like you know and having Moff Gideon being taken in is like a big win too for the new republic because clearly oh for sure gaining ground as like a a, you know terrorist cell or whatever you want to call him yeah former imperial um it like I, I wasn't shocked when she did that in the end. I was like, it seemed a little interesting, like she was too good. Like she was one of like she was like Moff Gideon's top person in the yeah. in the second season. So and I'll say this real quick about I will say the one missed opportunity I don't we were gonna get in season two is that she would have like a, a full-on brawl with Gina Carano. Uh, oh yeah because that woman's like a ufc fighter type person too she's like you know where she's from too Uh-oh. she was just an ant-man she was the number oh. that's like the rebellion in ant-man con uh quantumania uh yeah yeah he was that woman with the staff she kind of looked all right different. it was hard to spot her but then i was like looking at him like oh yeah that's i was looking at imdb oh that's funny they weren't she was the one from mandalorian and it made and it was kind of cool because you didn't really know what happened to her in the end of the season. Right. So it's kind of cool that she ended up there and that she's still there's clearly something up. And yeah. I would say that she's still an Imperial. Like she's just like working undercover. Yeah, that would make the most sense. I just don't know what angle she's playing, but um, yeah, that would make the most sense. Well, and again, unfortunately, this is all in line with Amber Palpatine coming back in yeah, possibly right. the, worst, the worst Star Wars movie ever made, which was right. Yeah. I remember we saw that in a the theater and we both kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, and I liked it. I, I tried rewatching it and it was just bad. Yeah. You ever yeah. rewatch it? No, I haven't. I, I saw it in the theater and I may have watched a little bit of it on Disney, but I tried no. watching Disney Plus and it was just like that old trilogy sucked. It, it's kind of annoying that like I almost wish they could just ignore those movies and just go and do their own thing with the Mandalorian well, and everything. I just feel yeah. like that's really good, and I would love them to not have to be a trapped. You know what I mean? Like they have yeah, to be, yeah. Like, yeah, the stories have to be trapped into like 
they have to write into that story. I don't mind them saying like, hey, this is why the New Republic didn't work, you know, because yeah. they they didn't handle the, uh, you know, the rehabilitation program didn't right. effective, you know. And hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah, it is, it is. It's a shame. I think, I mean, there's so much Star Wars that they're going to have, they're going to run into that anyway, like having to accommodate other works yeah um then you go real quick you go back to um mando and bo yep. and they're back on that basically he he's like i got a place where the empire's not going to find us or those imperials and it's basically the planet from the first episode where yeah all the uh boba fett's are <laughs> the mandalorian right and he shows up and he shows the proof. He's it's like it's funny. It's like they go into the water, it's like bat it's like a baptism, basically. Like yeah. waters, it's like or being born a born again, you know. Yep. Yeah, born again. And I love that when he says that to Bo Katan, she's like, Hey, you went in the water too. And she's like, Yeah. Did you take your helmet off since then? Uh no. Did she? I swore she no. her helmet off. I was it not know. ever off? It was on the whole episode. Yeah. Really? Even when they he pulled her out, she pulled her out of the water and Yep. Whole episode. I swore sure her helmet was off at some point, but mm. right. yeah, I mean like look, I wouldn't swear to it, but I, I think it was off the whole episode. Like, yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah. And I guess well, she has nowhere to fucking go. So she's like oh. welcomed into she's welcomed into the group now, too. And she basically said the armor armor person basically says like you know, you're free to go, but if you're staying here, you better keep the fucking yeah. helmet on. <laughs> right. Well, I thought it was a generous offer, you know, yeah. like I was like that, that go ahead, what? Well, basically the armorer was kind of getting at like after you went into the living waters, you didn't take your helmet off. You wound up here, you are walking the way, you know. I mean, yeah, you may not... this is the way you're, you know, and most of the pretty much everyone there is some kind of like foundling of some sort. Yeah. They weren't like, you know, they weren't more they weren't born into it or anything like that. You may not want to always walk the way, but right now you're walking the way. So yeah. I love cool that, that that big dude, the one the big dude who has that awesome gun. Yeah. And I always like how he's just kind of always like kind of hates Mando. Yeah, it's like he's just like uh. <laughs> you could tell he was like hesitant. Um, yeah, yeah, he's uh, super. I, and again, I'm like, I'm curious about Bo-Katan. I wonder. I, I curious if she's gonna turn on him. Or yeah, I, because like I said, you know, and the Clone Wars and stuff, she was like a villain. She she was a a, a straight up villain on, yeah. on and then Rebels, I guess she kind of like became a good guy, and then in this show. But I, I feel like they kind of implied it right from the beginning. She's kind of like a little bit self-serving. Like, yeah, know, she's out for herself, you know, um, and her like name and everything like that. But I mean, I don't know, maybe with her castle being destroyed and everyone left her anyway, she's just like, yeah, what am I going to do? I don't know. I think she's going to knock boots with Mandalore. I do not think that. No, I don't think so either. I think this show is pretty asexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. You know, the fact that like Ray kissed uh uh Kylo Ren in the end of Rise Skywalker was like right, whoa, right. whoa, sex of any kind in the Star Wars universe. That's why in Andor, you know why people liked Andor? Why? 
because you know he fucked. You oh yeah, he was he was down. He was getting yeah. down. He had girlfriends. The that one girl back. Yeah, that was an ex girlfriend. And then uh, when he's like in that that awesome scene where, before he gets arrested, he's like he wakes yeah. up. And he's, he was living with some girl. But he wasn't living. I think they just uh, well, they just, he, was, uh, like, yeah. uh, he met a girl and she was telling him to go get some snacks, and then he got arrested. But you know yeah. what happened? You know what happened? Absolutely. Show is endless barrage. <laughs> Well, I I liked this man. <coughs> excuse me, this Mandalorian. I think that this season has been great so far. All the not a lot of been. Baby Yoda stuff in the episode, but that's fine. Oh. He did again. He's kind of talking again. He's doing like weird little babbles. Yeah. And I love that when they're in the ship before they when they're in the ship before they get attacked by the Imperial, they're talking. Then Grogu's like, bah, 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 bah. and they, yeah, he, he kind of looks. He's like, what? It is looking like you say it is weird. You're right. You do see him talking more. Um, he's he's making more noises, and I think by the end of the season, he's gonna say something. And I think he's gonna say it's Grogu time. Yeah, I like that. Or do you think he'll look at the camera and go, This is the way? Yeah, that could work. This is (laughs) that could work. Um I don't know, it'll be interesting. I, I agree. I think he's going to speak by the end of the season. Um, they're setting it up to, to be the case. Uh, it's going to be epic. Yeah, it's going to be magical. Like when Lisa Simpson spoke. Right. Uh, yeah. No, not you Lisa. Remember that? Maggie. 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 Yeah, sorry. And uh, she pulled out her pacifier and said, Mom. And then he found out Elizabeth Taylor was the one who did the voice. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so old that show is. God. <laughs> that was like the first season, I think. <laughs> That's crazy. I always liked in the future episodes, whenever they would show Maggie, they would always do something that you never heard her talk. Oh, yeah. She never spoke ever, even in the future episodes. They would always yeah. like, she have her headphones on or whatever. She's like, That's funny. Yeah. She might have just been, had something wrong with her. Um, yeah. Real quick, though, I wanted to talk about this, you know, because we're yeah. talking. I mean, I don't even know if I have much I want to talk about this, but you know, it's funny. The the there's like this whole like all the right wing fake nerds online are trying yeah. to on this season, man. Yeah, right yeah. Because their Star Wars Jesus was fired. <laughs> yeah. Style because I guess he didn't defend the the bigot that was fired. Yeah. Um. So Gina, you know what the funniest thing about Gina Carano being fired and then like old like because she is like a conservative or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. The command defense. And like, well, I refuse to watch this show because of what they did to her. It's funny because like when they announced she joined the show. Yeah. They like attacked it and said it was like woke or whatever. Yeah. Like, what is this bullshit? This woman, you, you're making it all girls on the show. And that was a <laughs> criticism is that, yeah. Why, why did the kind of soldier character have to be a girl you know yeah yeah i thought Um, that was like the coolest thing it's like it was interesting i mean it was like hey is this like tough looking lady and she's like yeah she certainly looked the part it wasn't like they just grabbed some you know anyone i mean she looked the part so yeah but i just think it's funny how like oh but don't worry guys i'm a huge bigot they're like oh right yeah yeah, I just think it's just there. You know what? You, you know what? The show's awesome. You guys don't want to watch it because they fired a uh, side character because yeah. 
they broke their contract with Star Wars, which I guess one of the contracts in Star Wars was like, try not to be a bigot in public. Yeah. <laughs> it's you basic sell stuff. Toys? <laughs> can, can, you, can you keep your bigotry to yourself, please? Yeah. So, and they I said don't know. That. That's literally what it came down to, is that she broke her contract. Yeah. Well, the, all Disney is is their name. You know, I mean, they have intellectual properties, of course, but um, they rely on their name, you know, and their name is not, hopefully, Nazi, you know? <laughs> no, but yeah, exactly. I mean... You know, like, <laughs> listen, you know, you're, you're part of Star Wars, and you're going to be forever get, get to go to conventions, and you're going to have toys made of you, and your characters that live on the comics, and... yeah. You have the opportunity to, you know, we have plans to do all these shows. We have plans. You're not just locked into this show. You know, she was supposed to get her own show. Yeah, like a uh, Rangers Rangers of the Republic. And she was supposed to get that. And she just like, nope, I got to post memes about. uh... Yeah. (laughs) I love it. It's like, let me post some some weird Nazi memes and tech trans people hey do you know the uh the star you know the star of the show who's that you know the guy in the helmet and does the voice yeah. and shows up on the show pedro pascal yeah what about him? you know his sister's trans right it's crazy it's uh, yeah um <laughs> i don't know it's it's, it's, it's you work for a company and the boss is like i don't know different race or whatever and then you and you're like constantly making racist jokes all day it's like do yeah you think you're gonna be working there very long probably not probably not i yeah. don't think so i, I think at maybe one joke they might be like mm. like after three you're well probably gonna be looking for new work <laughs> people are usually pretty good about giving people a second chance if they like cop to it and Treated this like a learning experience or something. I mean, like I'm can... sure they mentioned many times that, hey, can you like remove the beep boop yeah. from the fucking profile and not tweet like all these memes? And we know they do that because they do that to the other stars with like yeah. Ruffalo, who's very outspoken, progressive, and like I think they have probably even said tone it down on social media. True. Like, James Gunn, and they was literally fired because he posted anti-Trump stuff all the time. And then a bunch of Nazi trolls came out and used, you know, found some old tweets of his. Yeah. And but he was literally fired for that. Like, for, you know, and then when he came back, you know what he doesn't do anymore? Mm, no political oh, shit at all. Yeah. Nothing. I think he might have posted like one vaguely political thing, but it was like pretty like yeah, but like he doesn't post any political shit anymore at all. Hmm. And that was probably a good the reason for that. Yeah, for him. Like, yeah. Well, for him, he's being smart, but they were probably like, we don't want you posting political shit, you know. Right. You know. Um, and now he's ahead of DC. So I just think it's funny how these people like demand like they would attack, like if let's say Pedro Pascual was on uh social media all the time and attacking Trump. I would guarantee you that they would demand him being fired. Oh yeah. But her, she yeah. doesn't she doesn't mean anything. No. Yeah, well, intellectual consistency is not their calling card, you know. <laughs> it's... Well, speaking 
Oh, well, actually, we're moving on to the Oscars. I don't know if I Oh, yeah, yeah. Consistency. So, yeah, Mandalorian was great. Last of Us was great. I will say I the Last of Us, at last episode of Last of Us was good. It wasn't insane where I'm like, I need to see right. season two now. I could wait. I'm like, if it doesn't come back for like two, three years, I'll be okay with it. Yeah, that. I'll be like, here. Like, it didn't have a crazy cliffhanger. Like, it wasn't nope. like, we're all cordyceps. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or Joel pulls off his face, and he's he's been a clicker the entire time, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he can only talk when he puts his mask back on. It makes no sense at all. That would have been awesome. Just like it makes no sense that Ellie's mom would know that lady. Well, speaking of things that make no sense, um, everything. Everywhere, all at once, cleaned up in the Oscars. I mean, it makes sense. The movie was good. It doesn't. I would say would they? It just didn't seem like a typical Oscar movie. No, it really didn't. It's like a weird. Was like a twenty four movie or something like that. Um, I think it was. uh, I saw in the theater. You might. My son liked it a lot too. It's like a genre film. It's interesting. It's got a great cast. The big. It was a great comeback for. Man, I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. The guy mm. from uh, Goonies and Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. And Encino Man, you know he's an Encino Man, right? He shared a scene with with a uh, co-Oscar winner uh, Brendan Fraser in that. Yeah, I guess they're friends. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, like I think they've like remained friends since like that was like what's his face's first major movie. Oh, that's funny. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I think he's still buzzed yeah. with like all Good those people. Them. And it's kind of interesting too, because you know, it's like um Ki Hui Kwan. I don't even know if I'm saying right. Oh yeah. Um it's like he was an Encino man because it's like Sean Astin was in it and they were mm. in Goonies together. So it was probably like hooking his butt up with a, like a part and you know, right. And I think they've all kind of like remained friends or of some kind. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they are friends with Corey Feldman though. Um, mm, right, you know, he's too busy with his angels. Uh, Probably Corey's angels. So oh, yeah, yeah. But this was a great night for you know. Paulie Shore was probably sitting there like, "Oh Lord, what about me, the weasel?" The weasel. <laughs> you know he does that like yeah that weird shit. Oh man, what a weirdo. Um, you know, he's got been like, you don't got a part for the weasel, no award for me. Yeah, I don't see a big comeback from like, the works for him. Party at, you know, the after party, and he's talking to Brendan Fraser and uh Kihei Kwan, and he's like, and Paul Shirt confronts him and says, You would be nothing without right? the weasel. <laughs> yeah, I could actually see that happening. Um <laughs> woof. No, I was probably trying trying to figure out, like, man, how do I get on that comeback? Like, like, first of all, the thing about having a comeback is you have to be beloved before you. Yeah. Like, well, and you got to pick a good vehicle. Like, obviously, this one was a risk, but it's like, man, there's a lot of. I I mean, the great thing about this movie is that with everything, everywhere all at once, is I don't, it's one of those movies that doesn't feel like Oscar bait at all. Yeah, yeah. No, it just feels like a labor of love. You know, like, like they wanted like to make this movie. It was like a fun movie, great script, great cast. 
Uh, oh yeah, Brendan Fraser. I didn't see that movie, The Whale. I only saw clips of it. Uh, uh, yeah, me too. I read the script. Um, it looked real sad. Didn't look like anything I was interested. Isn't in. it? Uh, what's his face? Who did it? The guy who did the wrestler and pie. Uh, Aronofsky, I think so. Yeah. A, yeah, he's like in a giant, like like in a fat suit, right? Yep. Well, yeah. Yes, he did not gain four hundred pounds. No, I read something today though where they they because it won an award for visual effects, and part of it part of it was that they did some of it with CGI, which gave him like an unusual range of motion and everything. I don't doubt that the part of it was a fat suit. It made but, an extra jowly. <laughs> but part part of it too was CGI. Um and that looked real sad and depressing, and and I'm sure it's real good or, or whatever, but um, yeah, the the uh, it was a weird Oscars. Uh. Yeah, I like that. Like, you know, I feel like what I like about uh, well, Brendan Fraser winning is great because again, he's a guy who's like, um, you know, his career's been like a low place, and I guess he's had some health problems, and he's just yeah. slowly started to come back. He was he was in Doom Patrol. He like he would do the voice. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah, robot man, and he would show up once in a while as the character. Like, yeah. Uh, and then he, you know, he was in that Batgirl movie that never got made. He played the villain, right? And he was yeah. interviewed and talked about it, and I forgot what he said about it. But I don't know if he he said he would have loved it if it came out. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah he was the bad guy in that, so who knows how that movie would have been, right? Um, I'm wondering now that he won an Oscar, all of a sudden that movie like just comes out of the grave. Yeah, it comes like, back. Look, we had it all along. I mean, like, fuck, why not? You got him and you got him. He's an Oscar winner. Just yeah. Get that shit out. On streaming or something. Put it out before fucking Flash comes out. So by the time, if it sucks, no one will give a shit because then right. the Flash will come out. Hopefully the Flash is good. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to see Key uh, win because. Yep. I feel like you know he gets nominated. And I feel like it's like one of those like where they nominate him and they're like welcome back. But I think it's awesome that he yeah. came back. And I guess like you said, he you know in interviews say he, he could not get roles. He had a yep. really hard time. And I guess he did a lot of like fight choreography for years. Like he stayed yeah. in the industry. And I guess he did like fight choreography for like a lot of major movies, like stuff huh. that. Yeah, I mean the guy is like a legit. Uh, like he is a legit kung fu guy. Like he's not just like an actor like he knows all that shit well i know that there's i don't know this but from what i understand there's plenty of work in hollywood off camera you know and um it would make sense that if you're going to make a career in hollywood and you're not immediately successful or sustained successfully uh that you would do stuff like that to to, to pay the bills I yeah mean, it makes makes good sense but uh i forgot what he said too like this is recent because he didn't have a lot of work and i guess with sag if you don't like get enough gigs or something like that you can't get insurance so he was out of insurance for a oh, while geez. yeah um but he's i think he's gonna be fine i think well one i think he's on some disney plus show it's funny it's like the entire cast of this movie uh the daughter played by joy wang no, yeah. Stephanie Howe. Ste- Stephanie Sue, who played the daughter, Michelle Yao, and he are going to be in some Disney Plus show in May. I forgot what it's oh. called. Uh, and uh, man, I, I, I'm curious. I'm wondering, man, if they're like kicking themselves for not 
casting him in uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, I'm wondering. I don't think he's in Indiana Jones because you gotta remember that new Indiana Jones movie is coming out in May. That shit's been in like the works for like four years. And oh I yeah, finished filming that like two years ago. It's like funny they made this big deal and they got what's her face as a big part. That woman from like uh, what's that show on Amazon? It's like a British show. Bridges, ever something Bridges plays. Oh yeah, Bridgerton. No, it's not Bridgerton. That's Netflix. This is something. Her name is Bridges something, and she's on some show where yeah. I forgot the name of it. Body bags. I don't even fucking know. It's oh, like yeah. a yeah. comedy from England, and I don't know. She was like a big deal, but now I feel like no one gives a fuck about her anymore. Right. She played the robot in Solo that uh, wanted the fuck Lando or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was the voice of. Let me look that up real quick. God, yeah, I. Jeez, that was a while back. Yeah, that movie's has uh, it just Phoebe Waller Bridge. Okay, yeah. She was on that show. Where the fuck's it called? Fleabag. Yeah, Fle- Fleabag. Fleabag. Um, but they don't I don't think he's in it, which kind of stinks anyway. They should always had him in it. I mean, like who yeah, short round got the short end of the stick, right. Yeah, I feel like Indiana Jones Temple of Doom is kind of like the bastard son of the yeah, uh, Indiana Jones sure. trilogy. Um, yeah, I remember seeing that in the movie theater and being like pretty scared as a kid. You know, it was a very I saw intense that movie. In the theater and I was much younger than you. You must have been. You were like probably like thirty, man. What a wuss. No, I was. Uh, <laughs> I could have been in high school. What year did that come out? Do you remember? Eighty four. I was uh, like six. I saw that in a the theater and I remember watching that and that scene with the heart. I was just like, yeah. what the fuck? First of all, I wasn't even like, it wasn't even like the horror of the heart. It was much more like, I was sitting there watching like, how the fuck's he doing that? Yeah. Like, wait, what? And then I'm like watching it later when like Indy kind of does it, yep. but it's like a trick, you know? Yeah. He's like all possessed and he's doing the pulling the heart out thing, but he doesn't. And right. I think the reality is there. It was you're being told that he didn't the bad guy did not pull the heart out actually that was like a, a, a hallucination like, a hallucination like the guy was still sacrificed but his heart wasn't ripped out that was like uh yeah like a, that was yeah, a, a no, I follow. it's like uh you ever seen man on the moon yeah 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 when he goes to like the the medicine man in the end and he finds out it's like just a scam where the guy takes like a chicken egg and like just rubs like, oh yeah and he's like he even notices and because the joke is like throughout the movie he does all these pranks yeah and he goes to this guy thinking that he's going to be saved because this guy's going to pull the cancer out of his body and it's like yeah pranked. i think that all right going on a little tangent here yeah 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 so, I'm sure the Indiana Jones people are kicking themselves for not well, casting this guy in that movie. Because you said that they might try to find a way to like put him in and post at it. And I, I have that, no idea. Yeah, he's they just add him in and he's like off to the side. It's like the Simpsons with Millhouse and uh Out Boy. Yeah. Like, or uh, like, with modern editing, we can uh add him in. <laughs> or adding Tig Nataro into that zombie movie. Oh yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, but if you watch that movie, that movie wasn't good, so it doesn't matter. Sure. But yeah, that did you ever see that movie? Yeah, yeah, that was good. I mean, yeah, they, it was, they it did was a great fun. job of like 
literally erasing Chris DeLillo from the movie and putting Tegataro yeah. in. It's like you would never know he was in the movie. Yeah, it's real hard to do that too. Whoever did you know that, they did that too with Vigilante? Not the, um, with Vigilante and Peacemaker? No. The Vigilante character was recasted halfway through the making of the show. So, I guess that makes sense. I there's mean, a lot weird. of scenes where he's kind of just like off to the side and he's like, right, guys? But there's yeah. scenes where he is literally planted. You could huh. you like look real, you could kind of see like, okay, maybe yeah. they like add him in. Yeah, they like I don't know the story, but that actor left. I don't know if he got sick or he was huh. fired or something. Weird, but yeah. The actor who plays the vigilante is a different ca- uh person that than most of the filming i guess thankfully he's uh in a suit most of the time so yeah. but yeah they did the same mm. thing uh i don't <laughs> i don't know it would be kind of cool to see him i have a feeling he's probably not gonna be in the movie but i doubt i just hope it's good i really want to I, I i mean the last one was like it was like okay crystal skull i've it's never I only grown saw- on me it, it's fine. I have to re-see it. I think my my issue with that movie, well, one, it's like, you know, it's like it was in the 50s and it made sense that they would have the Russians be like the bad guys. Yeah. But I just think like the Russians and like the Nazis are like a different, like the Nazis are just straight up villains. Yeah. Russians are like, I don't know. It's not the same thing. Yeah. No, there's a there's a distinct difference. Um, I don't, I don't know. know. Whatever. Yeah, okay, I thought Crystal so Skull was fine. I have to see it again. I haven't seen. I only saw it one time, and I remember like being like, I love the beginning, and I just remember the seeing what's his face swinging a tree with monkeys, and I was like, yeah, hey, this movie's terrible. <laughs> uh, what else in the Oscars? I mean, I, did anyone get slapped? Anyone get killed? Mm-mm. No, no. But you know, honestly, like. Uh, they yeah. make jokes about the slapping. They did. They had like this thing at the end where they did like zero days without a workplace incident. And as he left, uh, Jimmy Kimmel flipped it over to like one. Like they've gotten a whole Oscars without an incident, which was kind of funny. Uh, um, I guess the, I did see one clip though, where I guess Jimmy Kimmel made a joke and said, "If uh, I get attacked or whatever, anyone tries to attack me, I gotta." And the camera went to Michelle Yao, and she went, "Oh!" And then uh, the Mandalorian and Pedro Pascal was like, "Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah." And then the cat, and then Spider Man. The camera went to Andrew Garfield, and he kind of made like this funny face. I'm like, "Why would you pick me? I guess yeah, I'm. That's sp- funny. I guess I'm a Spider Man." <laughs> like really funny. Like, it, it was. I guess what's his, what's his face wasn't there. My wife watched. What the was whole the guy? Show. Wait, who was the guy who played him in the seventies? Uh. Gosh, Nicholas Hammond. Yeah, Nicholas Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, I thought it was um my wife watched the whole thing. She loves award shows. I watched most of it. I was kind of in and out. I will say when everything everywhere all at once started racking up the nominations or the 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 wins, um it felt like it was kind of that movie's night. And honestly, I know we talked about this before. Parasite is obviously different than um, this movie. Oh, like, but just, like Parasite to me makes sense as an Oscar winner. It's just like it touches. I, I think, I think um, 
there's like this kind of growing acceptance of Asian cinema or pop culture or whatever. I don't think it's more like, oh, it's like Asian cinema. It's just like, it's an odd movie that involves like dimensions and sci-fi. You know, it's like when like Lord of the Rings won, Lord of the Rings, uh, the third one won. Yeah. I was kind of like shocked. I was like, I just didn't, you just don't expect movies like that to ever win. Yeah, genre films. Type of genre stuff. Like it's always kind of like looked down upon and like, but these movies are so freaking big. Lord of the Rings is so big and it was good. I mean, everyone does a good job at it. It makes sense that, yeah, this would. Right. Cinema, you know? And, but I was just shocked to see how well this movie did. Yeah, I'm happy, no, it, me did. Too. I'm happy it, it won. Like I said, I, this is the first Oscar. I just forgot to watch it. Uh, and I wish I watched it just by like all the yeah. one. I guess like some people, I saw people complaining that Jamie Lee Curtis won. She yeah. was in the movie. I was like, everyone was like trying to downplay her part. I'm like, first of all, she's in the movie a lot. She plays multiple characters as well. Um I would say she did a fine job. I mean, like, I know people wanted, like, what's her fate? Angela Bassett to win. Yeah, sure. My, you know, for Wakanda, but I think the problem with Wakanda was was, the movie was like, okay. It was, it was just average. It was not a good, like, it, it was not as good as the first Black Panther. And like, yeah, she's great in it, but it gets, you know, it gets lost if the movie's not, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, have there been people who won roles in movies that sucked? Or not sucked, but, like, not received as well? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, Wakanda forever did not get the uh, love that the first Black Panther got. Right. Um, i trying to think, like, usually that's not the case. Like, the movie tends to have to be, like, somewhat reputable. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think some people were saying, like, that the one thing that Hollywood tends to still snub is like comic book movies. Like it's still yeah. not acknowledging, like uh, they're just not giving it a chance. I'm, yeah, I agree. I know that like, what's his face won for dark Knight? He won as the Joker. Oh yeah. But that was Legend. like an odd one. Yeah. I always felt like it was like some weird, like post. Sympathy, sympathy yeah. Vote. There was like a lot going on there and, I mean, I don't, I don't discount the performance, which was really, really, really good. He, yeah. he probably did. But also, to like, him. that's a better movie. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, listen, I yeah, maybe Angel Bassett should have won. I don't know. I mean, you know what? Yeah. I don't care. Right. <laughs> like all these people are doing. Like everyone's got a problem with everything. Uh, you know, it's like talking about like Star Wars or anything. Everyone's got a problem with it, no matter what. Like uh, someone tweeted something today about like how uh, did a study or something like Last Jedi was like the most decisive, divisive thing or whatever. Oh, and it's like uh, you could just say that about like almost any Star Wars. Like yeah, every, everyone's gonna have a fucking problem with something. Like it's very rare when everyone loves it or everyone hates it. I would say Rise of Skywalker was definitely one of the few was the one yep. where came together all sides. Yeah. Like this movie sucked. You know, you know who liked that movie though? Who? Ben Shapiro. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> that should say it all right there. God. It's my lady Wesson. Kiss of death. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he went on like some tirade about uh everything always winning. Yeah. And they're like, and his points were so stupid. 
And I saw some awesome video. I don't know where I, it was on TikTok or something. Someone made a great point saying like how the problem with being like a right wing grifter is like you have to like hate everything. You can't even like yeah. you can't enjoy anything. You have to like you have to always have the argument like geared towards whatever right agenda. Like I will hate this movie. I won't come out and say why, you know, it's a couple of factors could be like, it's, you know, uh, mostly Asian. It were pretty much all uh, the main protagonist is a woman. The daughter is a lesbian. The story of the, the movie is almost like a story about like acceptance where like the grandfather doesn't accept the decisions of the daughter. And then the daughter doesn't accept the decisions of her daughter. And that's like the plot of the movie kind of, and everyone kind of, yeah, you sent me that TikTok. It what? was from you sent me the TikTok about that guy. It was your pal Austin was the creator. And he was saying how it would suck being a right wing talking head because you, you can't you're only allowed to have shitty opinions. Yeah. Like, like you yeah. can't have like a good opinion. Like you can't be like, yeah, you know what? I actually did like that movie, or you know what? Yeah, Witness should be in a jail cell. <laughs> exactly. He's like, if you see a movie that's like so awesome and mind blowing, but it's like got Asian characters in it or like features a lesbian character, you can't enjoy it. And how depressing that must be. You know, like you're, he, he said, you're you're going to pretend that you'd rather watch Kevin Sorbo in Left Behind Three rather than everything, everyone, everything, everywhere, all at once. Which just right. isn't. That's not plausible. That's not a plausible opinion or preference it yeah like you have to have a shitty take on everything you can't like just enjoy things and you can't or publicly you can't you can't just say things you know like maybe we'll talk about this real quick you know enjoying public let's let's do this one now yeah you know one guy who might have enjoyed things publicly a little too much yeah uh is it the lieutenant governor of tennessee (laughs) yeah I gotta pull this up. Let me see if I can find it. It's crazy. He he was hearting and leaving like little comments on pretty raunchy, like I, I don't know what you would call it. I mean, it's like his name is Lieutenant Governor and Speaker. Oh, what's his name? Randy McNally got a little too randy yeah, right? on the internet. So there's this guy. Uh, a, a young man who uh, I don't know what the deal with that guy is. I thought it was just some like male prostitute that he was, yeah. like, but I guess he is like knows this guy or something. Like yeah. it's super. First of all, this man's like almost eighty. Now there's a lot of things going on in Tennessee yep. right now. One oh, of yeah. them, we talked about this. It's it's really funny. You got lieutenant governor and you have the governor. And they and the the I guess the state senate or whatever put through a law which the governor's going to sign through it's really draconian attacking like basically attacking lgbt real weird like anti-drag laws which are stupid they're stupid laws because it's like what if like a woman wears pants like you know what i mean like like where are we going here folks like what is what what constitutes drag you know i've often wondered if like a church service with men in robes would right you know i mean i'm assuming they get a free pass you know what i mean like um, I'm sure they do, but like they're signing these laws, and the governor of uh Tennessee, I don't know what his uh 
sexual orientation is. I don't really care. Yeah. But it was revealed that he's, uh, you know, photos leaked of him when he was younger where he's in drag for something. Yeah. And it's like, who cares? But the point is, is that like the hypocrisy goes. Yeah, the, the hypocrisy is the point. It's like, why are you guys doing this? Like, how is this an issue? Nobody like this. is All you're doing is attacking people and trying to choose chaos. This definitely leads to fascism. It was a great video I sent you from this girl who posted all the things that are like, we're like six months away from being like a fascist country, like with all these crazy things going on. But then the other thing is now you have the second in command, lieutenant governor, right? It's basically like the vice president of a state. Yeah. And he's this old Southern gentleman who left. (laughs) I got to find these tweets. I gotta hold on. They're like it was revealed that he was leaving uh likes and comments on a young gay man's uh I don't know if he's like a model or a rent boy. Something like that, yeah. Twink. <laughs> yep. Real funny, like, oh man, I gotta find like they are just like here's this guy, and he's like wearing like go- some kind of go-go outfit and Governor, well, he says he leaves comments as super, and he says you need to be dancing with the, you need to be on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, I mean, it's like uplifting, you know. It's like the man wants to, uh, you know, he wants to support the LGBT. I guess, sure, specifically one person, just this one, <laughs> this one guy. Um, he says, "Hi, sunshine." And then the guy writes back, no, we don't want to give the sun any more attention. Oh, my God. There's one great one where he there's a guy and he says, you could turn rain into rainbows. Or yeah. <laughs> it's like what's funny about this is this is this guy's actual account. This is his verified official yeah. government account on Instagram leaving comments and liking this nice stuff it is it's it's the perfect storm of like boomer yep homophobe being exposed from being pro you know it's the what was that guy's name that uh senator who had the wide stance oh yeah. was it larry, larry something yeah uh he was this anti-gay senator and he was caught uh being uh I guess he's only gay in uh, public public restrooms restrooms in airports. Yeah. His nickname was Glory Hole. (laughs) So this guy, it's funny. They interviewed him and he's trying to be like, well, you know, I want to be positive. (laughs) Yeah. Supportive. And and they're like, you are putting through these laws uh, that are. I don't know. This is like really funny. Like they didn't try to like pretend that his account was. No. I don't know why they just didn't, I don't know why they didn't follow up on it, you know? So, like, where is this going now? I mean, like, yeah, he did it. Who cares? Like, it wouldn't I think matter. that's it. I think he did it, and that's that. It wouldn't matter that he's doing this. Like, it's funny as hell because he's this old, yeah. southern, conservative southern guy. It's just the fact that they're doing all these horrible things that makes it, like, incredibly awful. You know? Yeah. Like... It would be one thing if, like, yeah, it's just another typical, another typical right-wing anti-gay politician gets caught being gay. 
And it would be like, ah, this is funny. But like, this is one of the states that's pushing through a horrible law that other states are going to copy and paste and implement as well. Here's a, let me see. I'm just going to, I had the clip. I just want to see if I can find it. You got to hear this guy. It is, it is just too fucking funny. If he weren't being such a destructive force, it would actually actually kind of be sad. Exactly. that he um that he's 80 years old and he can't live his life the way he sees fit you know he's, I, he's I feel like, like he's been living his life the way he sees fit he just hasn't been doing it publicly yeah well i guess that's what i mean is he's had to hide yeah. who he is all these it's sad you know it's, it's sad that you spend your you got one life i think what it's he, sadder that he he's hurting other people well, yeah, that's that's the real. I think I have no sympathy. It. I have no sympathy for him. Fuck him. I don't care. He's a he's a shitbag. If you use your, you get into power and you go out of your way to hurt who hurt or, hurt people, hurt people, man. Hurt people, hurt people. I'm just saying, like he's. Yeah. Let me. It is. I mean, using social media. Amid a sudden uproar over his provocative social media interactions, Tennessee Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally sits down this afternoon to answer Phil Williams' questions about the controversy. Good evening, everyone. I'm Rory Johnston. Met some people in that community. I realized that they're still individuals and they still have value. In a legislative session (laughs) dominated by bills... This one individual in particular who's 20, and I like to go on his Instagram and leave uplifting comments right. about turning rain, rainbows. That guy, he that is what Kyle Rittenhouse is going to look like in 70 years. Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse is going to look like him in two years. <laughs> <laughs> you see that guy's Photoshop of him? Yeah, that's yeah, so good. That is the fucking funniest thing. I, I That needs to be like seen everywhere. That thing made me crack up. Uh, what's this guy's account? Gary Peterson. He's like a fake MAGA guy. And he posts these photoshops. Yeah. This is one of Kyle Rittenhouse. And like, he gives him these fat, rosy cheeks. <laughs> I said he looks like Hansel. Hansel, three weeks into captivity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right before going into the oven. Yeah. He's <laughs> like. Into a pork pie. <laughs> exactly. In that picture possibly one of the funniest things i've ever seen put a put a pair of leader hosen on him and that's exactly what he looks like (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah i mean there's nothing to really say about this it's just like you know it reminded me again it's like the same it's like all these clowns they get caught you know it's like the dan purdy guy you know it's like he's it's just like it yeah okay this guy got uh, it was revealed he did all these things but like the law is still gonna go through like this awful yeah. ball is still gonna go through. It's gonna hurt people. I don't care. You, know, you know, yeah, he's hurt. Fuck him. I don't care. He's a piece of shit. You know, like you use if you use your power to hurt people. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, know, I, I agree. I forgot what it was. It was like Angels in America or something like that. It was a play that was turned into like a mini series and it's been adapted. It's about like the AIDS epidemic in the eighties. Oh, uh, and, and the band played on. Well, that's an older one, I think. This one's called Angels in America. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Roy right. Cohn is uh, one of the main characters in this play. Roy Cohn is yeah. a, a villain because he was a villain. And he thing about him was he was gay. 
and he did and he was like a right winger though and uh al pacino plays his character i think in this that's right yeah and he says in the thing like he's interviewed and he's talking to somebody and they're like well you're gay or something like that he's like no i have gay sex but i'm not gay right like I don't, he doesn't, you know, he's not out. He's not living the light where he claims he's not. And it was just like, that's probably what this guy is. You know, it's like probably, probably he's married to a woman or whatever. And then he goes and yep. does his Randy thing. Yeah. Oh, I just Randy think the other thing that's funny too about it is it's like, dude, how come no one brought the fact that like, this is like this 80 year old man, like just creeping on like a very young man. Right. I mean, like this is like a guy who's like, I don't know, this dude's young. Oh, he's like in his tw- early 20s this is what they talk about when they talk about grooming you know yeah well this is like this is a little more than that i mean this guy's like a crypt keeper oh, <laughs> yeah true um but uh, i think they interviewed that guy and that guy had like no opinion he's like he's like the character from uh reno 911 yeah like, yeah arrested the nick schwartzman character yeah <laughs> you know the one in the roller skates yeah he's like i'm not into politics i have no idea right <laughs> just a nice uh, he said he's just a nice man that leaves comments on my sure. Instagram. of course oh man <laughs> so funny okay so when we move that up i guess well, we have uh, this like this just we need a segue just like that I don't know. This is the bank collapse. <laughs> yeah. You go from <laughs> old, old, pervy, <laughs> old, pervy. Yeah. But... It's a weird one. The, the, there's this big bank that collapsed. Um, and uh, the uh, Silicon Valley Bank, it collapsed. And it was a weird collapse. It was a weird bank. It didn't really make uh, loans. And it didn't, like, you and I wouldn't go and get an account there or anything. It mostly handled like venture capital funds and payroll stuff. So like, I think Roku had its payroll on there and all of that. So even though it was like a regular bank, it was unique in that way. And since they never made loans, um, they needed another way to make money. Most banks make their money off loans, but they bought like treasury bonds and different financial devices that were tied to the uh like the the rate of interest you know yeah so long story short is that in theory this bank would have worked just fine they had a a portfolio of bonds that were solid and they would give them money over the long term they'd always be making a little bit of money and that they could handle these financial transactions for mostly like tech companies but then there was a run on the bank they didn't have enough money liquid to pay everybody, which caused even more people to run on the bank, which caused the bank to go bust. You know, everyone wanted their money at once. They didn't have it. If everyone had wanted their money, you know, at a rate you would expect it, they would have been fine. But that's not what happened. And they were also unusual in that, like, I don't know, over half of their deposits were uninsured. You know, they, they were not insured by the FDIC. So it was a mess. It didn't seem like to me, and, and a lot of what I read, it didn't seem like terribly bad decisions. I mean, maybe like a, some bad luck and maybe some questionable decisions, but it 
wasn't like one of those things where people are taking big risks to get rich quick. Well, and, you go ahead. No, that's what p- mostly people get pissed off when they hear a bailout. It's, oh, they, they were taking huge risks because they wanted to get rich. Right. That, All of a sudden, these capitalists become socialists. Right. Well, that was that was a, the two weird things is that one is Peter Thiel. Great Thiel, guy. Great guy. And, and a lot of his cronies started the run on the bank and encouraged it, basically torpedoed the bank. And then in the aftermath, a lot of Republicans were like, well, this was a woke bank. Yeah, there well, was a- I was going to make that joke and say, well, <laughs> I heard the Wall Street Journal said that the reason why this all happened was because they had a black guy working there. And a, and a yeah, lady. basically, the Wall Street Journal ran a front page editorial where they're like, you need to hire the 12 best people. And this one, this board was focused on diversity they had like two black right, members because there's it. no way that the best person yeah he's someone who's not a white guy no way well, that, no that's way the thing is it, the embedded in it which they would have noticed if they had ever read anything about critical race theory embedded in that assumption is that institutional racism like well it wasn't 12 old white guys so they must have gone it's like when assholes say like that's reverse racism, like as if to imply that only white right. people can be racist, or that white yeah. people are initially are inherently racist, and to attack a white person for being racist, you therefore are being reverse racism. It's just a crazy thing. So anyway, and you know, in the, the aftermath, problem, the problem is when people when people start saying shit like that, that's not a that's not a solution to the problem. That's a distraction yeah. from what is probably the real problems that the right and more conservative financial institutions don't want you to know. So if they get you like thinking like, oh yeah, it's clearly because of all these diversity hires and not right. because of the fact that like, maybe this shit's not regulated. Maybe the fact that like under Trump, another D, de- this is again, another deregulation, yeah. uh, you know, just like the uh, Palestine with the trains derailing and all the other trains yeah. derailing. This again, is another result of four years of Trump with deregulation. He reversed, uh, didn't he reverse something major financial thing during his yeah, a lot that of, basically led to this? A lot of them did, but some Democrats did too. I mean, it was a... Well, was I a, mean, they used it as the opportunity. They're like, yeah, I'll let Trump be the guy that takes the fall because he's just a rich asshole and people will view that, but I'll go along with it. <laughs> I think the one thing to say, though, is that in the aftermath, the Democrats, just like all of these crises, the Democrats are like, well, how do we fix it? What do we need to do? You know, like, blah, blah, blah. And the Republicans were like, don't, br- this bank is woke. Don't help yeah, us. Yeah, like, that's you know? not even, like, a solution. It's like, okay, you're it's not, not even an intelligible it, claim. No, yeah, know? like, what does that even mean, it's woke? Like, what? Clearly it's not woke, or they would have fixed well, t- it. Like, what are you talking they, about? Like, they loaned money mostly in the tech sector, which is sometimes liberal. Wasn't the um, bullshit that Trump tried to push was like, uh, I guess when it comes to like how much, like what are the banks worth is and like what they can invest. And like the rules were set for like the giant banks. So it was unfair for these small banks. So we lowered it to like 500 million versus like 
or 50 million versus like 250 million that makes sense i don't know if that's true not really that small you know it's like you know it's like when a republican brings up small business they're probably talking about like hobby lobby or something because like they're not yeah like you know what i mean it's like some fucking chain that has hundreds of like yeah that's technically still a small business like we're not talking about like the fucking ma soap store in the mall kiosk they're talking about some like major with like yeah hundreds of locations yeah that's still considered by definition compared to like walmart a small business but i think he was trying to pull that shit with like the deregulations on these banks of like I think it's unfair to these small banks, <laughs> like as if they're just some little money. Right. Like. Well, I love that they try to sell that bullshit. Um. So is this a? I mean, I know a lot of people were trying to like uh, pretend, say that this was like 2008 all over again, but I don't think that's don't, the case. Right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like that's the case. But I know the markets have been down the last couple of days, and people are a little spooked by all of this. Um. I think ultimately for me at least it comes down to like I don't I don't trust these people like these banks even the ones that I think are probably okay I still don't trust them you know and it's yeah. weird to have a it's weird when you glad yeah it's weird to have a banking system that you just don't trust you know like their motives or their like fucking every time you look in the news Wells Fargo is under investigation for some other shitty business practice I mean Right, and then you're like, isn't uh, Ted Cruz's wife work for Wells Fargo? Isn't she like one of the top people or something like that, or one of those? Something major... like that. It's if yeah. it's not Wells Fargo, it's it's a some holding firm. It's like a huge one. Um, yeah. So like the problem too is so when people start saying like you know like Wall Street Journal or any of these right wingers start saying like things about woke that's a signal being told like we're literally gonna do nothing about this and we're just gonna keep we're gonna stay unregulated we're not gonna help in any way whatsoever we're just gonna go and place the blame i mean they kind of did the same thing in 2008 they blamed it on poor black people that were getting and it's like no these people were the victims of these loans they were not the ones giving out the loans they were the ones being tricked into taking the shitty loan. Yeah. And they, you know, they they do this shit all the fucking time. And you know, people fall for it. Well, the it is it is sad, you know. Um I think that gosh, I think that with this, it's going to have an effect for a while because people get spooked, you know. And uh I don't know. It's a scary thing to think that you could put money in a bank and then not have access to it. You know, well, I so. think what did they say? Like, I mean, up to a certain point, you're insured, right? I mean, like, if you have like, like, you're protected up to like two hundred fifty thousand or something. Yeah, I think that's it. If you if you personally put money into an account, it's you're insured up to two hundred fifty thousand. So even if the bank becomes insolvent, you'll get up to two hundred fifty thousand of that back. So don't keep don't it all in one place. I guess that's the yeah. Lesson. Well, this this wasn't like no, maybe they, next. If you just put it on your mattress. Yeah, that's always safe. We're digital art. Digital. Oh yeah, I mean NFTs. A yeah. whole bunch of NFTs that he's been selling. I think that's a great investment. Well, this is not like exactly <laughs> where we were going to talk about it, but like the undercurrent of this thing has been like, well, these banks are bad because they're woke. And you showed me a video on TikTok where uh, a journalist had pinned down 
some chud and asked her to define woke, me, uh, and it was painful. Let me pull it up because yeah. I can't do it justice without. It was just real painful. I mean, this is like I know we're skipping, we're dancing around. We still need to talk about Meepo Ron. We need to talk yeah. about uh, but we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Always, always time for meatball rounds. Always room for meatball round, unfortunately. Uh, let me see if I can find. This is her effort to define woke, right? This is a video that she. Let me see. More of them consider this kind of Americans consider them. Ah, oh, where's the clip? Did I send it to you? No. Um. Well. <clears throat> Actually, I think you did. Um, it was a a youngish woman. That's um, the one that. Well, the, it's Brianna Joy Bray. I think that's. Yeah, uh, it's right here. Uh, you want to play it? Yeah, let me see. And probably fewer of them consider themselves. And Americans consider themselves very liberal. And probably fewer of them consider themselves to be woke. And so, you know, when when well, we talk about you. Children, you. Would you mind defining woke? Because it's come up a couple of times and I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So, I mean, woke is sort of the idea that um, I, this is going to be one of those moments that goes viral. I mean, woke <laughs> is something that's very hard to define. Yep. We've spent an entire chapter defining it. It is sort of the understanding that we need to re totally reimagine and re re redo society in order to create hierarchies of oppression. Um, sorry, I it's it's hard to explain in a fifteen second soundbite. Yeah, yeah. Really that, um, that was awful. But like, gosh. Well, it's just I, like a simple question. Well, what's woke? And I think the woman like wrote a book about it, which is hysterical. But it, yeah, like, she said a whole chapter was about it. Um, like you but, can't like you can't define it because you have the fucking like, like woke with the right. I tweeted this out with me. I said to the right, woke is everything everywhere all at once. Like yeah, it's whatever they wanted to be. If there's an issue, oh, that's woke. The train, the train uh collapsed. That's because uh, the government's so woke, they're not focusing on those white people. Uh that's why the train collapsed. That's why they're not visiting you in Palestine. You know, it's this bullshit. You know, it's like yeah. anything, you know, the fucking bank thing. Oh, it's because the banks are too woke. That's why, yeah, everyone knows that financial institutions are just so woke. historically known for being woke. I mean, like well, I don't know. I being woke like the problem they have is that it's hard to describe it without using positive language you know because like to me like and look i i I hope i've never called myself woke you know or anything um oh you better not well it's just become kind of like a meaningless term but like i would imagine in theory if you are woke it means that you've kind of like critically re-examined the world and come to different conclusions about it you were previously asleep and now you're awake. Like the and, Matrix. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, like in a way, but like yeah, yeah. Woke. yeah you know, but like <laughs> the, the Matrix was just in a, in a <coughs> out of goo and was like, what? The Matrix was just derivative of a lot of like philosophical work anyway. And and it is. There's like a whole school of thought where it's like at some point you have a catharsis or a revelation or we know what woke means by definition of like what it's supposed to be. 
the, I think the question is, is aimed at a right winger. And the right wing loves this to use this term and uses it yep. for everything. And they vote everything they vote on is to attack wokeness. Yeah. <laughs> Say things like wokesters, which I think it sounds really funny. Yeah. Oh, you wokesters. <laughs> like it's like the bad guy at the end of a Scooby Doo cartoon. Yeah. If it wasn't for you wokesters, I wouldn't be able to commit this crime. God. <laughs> Rory? <laughs> well, like I want to know to a right winger. What is woke? Like, yeah. I see Ted Cruz posted the other day, and I said, Ted, what's woke? Like, what is it? What they, do you mean? They can't define they don't, it. You know? They don't want to, they don't want 100 percent define it because then they would they don't want to say the quiet part out loud. Right. We hate black people, we hate gay people, we hate women, we hate Jews, like everything. Like it's whatever, it's whatever, it, and it's a great cover because like I said, it sounds kind of silly. Like it's a silly sounding like I'm woke. Like it sounds goofy. Yeah. <laughs> And they're using it though to do horrible things, you know. Yeah, like, it's an effective let strategy. People take over. That's why we're going to prevent trans kids from participating in sports and being allowed to be normal kids. Because mm. of the wokes, that's it. You know, it, it like devalue. It devalues things. Like I'm not talking about the the definition of what we know mm. woke is. I want to know what a right winger thinks work. Right. Yeah. No, I, yeah, what, I agree. And how they're using it. And when they use it for these things, what is the definition? What is the context? Why is this woke? Well, Why if you can't provide a definition, then like explain how that thing is woke. Like, okay, the bank, what, what policies of the banks were woke? You know, because there was well, a black guy that worked in the board. That, that, they that, can't that. say that. They 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 can't say that out loud. So they'll be like, "Oh, the hiring practices." Well, they, they get, it's like uh, you know, it's like Southern strategy. You know, yeah, it's like uh, it's a way to like just cover for just being outright racist or yeah. bigoted. I mean, like there's there's no way it isn't. Like, yeah, it's pathetic. No. You know, it's like when Ron DeSantis says. Like after he won in Florida's re-election in his speech, he's like, Florida is where woke goes to die. Right. Yeah. Like I I was like, I don't know, it was like day show or something. I was watching this. Like, that makes total sense. A lot of people from like New York go there to die. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess a lot of woke people go to Florida to die. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. I know that video, that clip's great. Let me just get point this out real quick though. Yeah. Joy uh, Ray, is that her name? I just want to make sure. Yeah, she kind of sucks, though. Like, she's like one of those, like, bullshit fake yeah. people that are just hate, that kind of just are very busy attacking Democrats all the time. So she, yeah. gets, she gets to use this as a cover. I mean, it's just funny. She just, I love it. She just asked like, a simple question. Yeah, it's like, what's her face? Who just asked uh, fucking Sarah Powell, what newspaper do you read? And right, yeah. Like, to this day, she brings it up. It's not a gotcha question. Yeah. It's not. It's like a, it was literally like, hey, what, what coffee do you like to drink? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, so my. Stupid. Yeah, but I mean, like, she asked a very simple question. Hey, you're here to talk about, well, what is the definition of woke? Yeah, what is it? I think that, honestly, I think that's a fair, I, I tweeted and I said, this is something that needs to be asked to every conservative. Every conservative politician, everybody in conservative media should be asked, what's your definition of woke is? Yeah. Corner them. Get them to say the quiet part out loud or get them to jumble their words. 
They most of them will just, especially the politicians, most of them at least, they'll be too scared to say what they want to say. Yeah, there's I mean, there's no way that they can there's just no way they can talk about it. Without saying the quiet part out loud, yeah. I change the subject. But it's like you use it for everything now. They they literally bring up if you look at a right winger tweeting or uh, messaging of any kind or TV, there is a ninety percent chance the word woke will be well, used. And Ron DeSantis, that's like his bread and butter. It's like almost everything he says. Yeah, every horrible thing that. he's putting through is to fight woke. Yeah. Yeah. Well. well, speaking of Meatball Ron, did you see that interview with him? With oh god, that was brutal. Throwing a softball at each other. It was just so. First of all, he's in a suit and tie on a baseball field in the middle of like a cow pasture in Florida. It's got to be like sweltering. He looks so unnatural. Anyone looks unnatural throwing a baseball wearing a suit. That just that's not a natural suits don't fit that way. They don't fit no. so that you can like throw overhand. Right. And the whole interview was this fawning kind of like just real awful softball. Like, so what what's it's just propaganda? You... It's not even yeah. an interview. It's like just two buds playing catch. Well, you can tell. That like DeSantis's team is like we got to work on the charisma thing. This will do it, and it didn't. I mean, it didn't. I'm sure, like if you like, I'm sure the people who watch Fox probably ate it up. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's like so. I I hate this is why I hate. I can't stand Fox News. They get away with murder literally because it's like they're not held to any standard whatsoever, and they get to have like their top, their head, one of their head guys, Kilmaid, who's from Fox and Friends, right. And has been on there forever to go and do this. Like, I'm gonna play this friendly game of catch with the hopefully next president of the United States, Ron DeSantis, that we're gonna vouch for and push 24-7. Yeah. And I'm like, how is this? This is just fucking straight up propaganda. I mean, it really should have been like the 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 Biden administration, or actually, I guess the other Republicans running should ask for equal time. I mean, it just seemed like a political like. I mean, is this like a dig at Trump? Is this like a pathetic dig at Trump? Like he can't throw a ball or something? So like, I'm showing Ron Sandwich to do simple things like catch a ball. You know, Trump can't do that. Yeah. That would have been awesome if he was like, man. I'm wondering if that is like some little dig. Like, I'm a a tough guy. I'm Ron DeSantis. I'm playing ball with my little buddy, Ryan Kilmeade. But it was so not tough guy-ish. I mean, it looked... Terror, it looked staged, it looked sad. I don't know. I I do know though that we're gonna start. Not that I ever watch Fox, but I'm gonna be reading about a lot of Fox coverage about DeSantis, and that's gonna be like I mean, they've been they've been pushing this guy hard like crazy. Anytime Ron DeSantis does like some kind of signing, he turn it Fox News will air it and they'll turn it into like this big event, like as if yeah. Kind of like with Joe Biden signs an executive order, who is the president. Right. They're doing it to make it look like they go out of their way hard, really hard to make Ron DeSantis look like he's president. Yes. That he's out there doing things. He's a regular guy. He's getting work done. He's a fighter. But he's it just comes up to me. I'm predisposed not to like him. It just comes across as like so scripted and so weak. You know, well, he looks so awkward. You do have um, a 
you do have some extra things that other people don't have. Like woke. woke. I was going to say brain cells. Brain but, cells, yeah. yeah um, brain, you have a couple more brain cells, I guess. Like, I mean, yeah, brain yeah, cells. It's because you're, you're woke, dude. If you were not yeah. woke, if you were not awoke, <laughs> you, it's would, just, you would enjoy Ron DeSantis throwing ball with his little buddy. It just looks so awful. It looks so dumb. It does. Like, who is this for? I, I've well, never seen this <clears throat> like anything like this before. I've seen like softball interviews, but this is like corny as shit. It was. It was and just Brian corny. Kilmeade it was like, is Brian Kilmeade out of all the hosts. That's yeah. the one you want to do. That guy's such a weenie. Yeah. Like, did they get him? Serrano Santos look bigger because I. Brian yeah, Kilmeade, well, I think maybe Brian Kilmeade's like a little guy. I think that could be. I'm look it up. He's yeah, six three for all I know. I don't know. I mean, it's a. I would think that the Santa they, would... they can't have Steve Ducey because we know he's a little tall. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, Ducey will make him look like a dwarf. The Deuce. Right, Ryan Brian Kilmaid. Let's look up his height. Come on. I would right. guess he's average. Average height. Five eleven or something. Yeah, but I, I need to know. What does it say? He's fifty-seven. Okay. He's five foot ten. Uh oh. Oh he's yeah. Little, he's like the same height as as DeSantis, maybe a little taller. Well, it depends on what boots or shoes Ron DeSantis is wearing. True, true. If he's wearing his lifts. His Speaking of, uh, there was this great video that uh, I, I showed you, like a TikTok. Is this uh video that's going around of this uh Asian woman who got she was on a cruise ship and she got thrown up on? Yeah, yeah. And and the the, the people were she just wanted an apology and they were so rude to her. They're so fucking nasty. They're so trashy. These people. Yeah. And I left a comment on thing. I said that like Florida. What did I say? Like I love your 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 responses. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see if I could uh. I said, uh, hold on. I just said their cruise ships basically just like floating county fairs. And I said, so cruise ships are just floating county fairs. And you wrote, cruise ships are just little pieces of Florida that floated off the sea. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Little little mini Floridas. That that watching that video made me not want to go on a cruise ever. I'll never go on a cruise. Um, but that one family looked hor- horrendous, and that one I couldn't tell. Um, like honestly, I couldn't tell anything about the the worst one of that family. Um, it looked kind of like a schmoo, you know, but like flesh colored. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the main one, the schmoo. <laughs> yeah, she just kept. I mean, I think it was a woman. Um, Kept like doing these elaborate flippings of the bird, and yeah. it's just like so weird. Like, it's like the audience that would be at like late nineties WWF. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like it was, it was like almost out of idiocracy, you know, where they're like, oh god, there's yeah, was that video it's just straight up idiocracy? What are you some kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're like, and then the the mom who looked like normal is like. Oh, it's no big deal. You can take a shower. Like, 
I was just vomited on by. She, she said, "All I want is an apology. Can you just apologize? That's it. Yeah. Like, I'm not asking for anything." They're like, "Fuck you, bitch." I know it was That's so how we're rolling chilies. <laughs> it was. It was. It was like stumbling upon a gathering of the juggalos or something. No, I but like, that's not fair. That's a, that's I know that, but but these are like the juggalos. the bad juggalos or something. Because like, right. like, oh no, yeah, the juggalo. <laughs> Well, normally, in like, if you were to stumble on a gathering of jugglers, they would just, you know, pass the hatchet, and you would, you know, have a good time with family. Yeah, uh, but like, they go on each other, not the vomit. But this looked like a uh, 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 shunting of the jugglers or something. It, it was a, a rough little family, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, I think we're. Uh, what else we got? I think, we I think it's just the ivermectin guy, Nicole Ron, uh, who's. It's fucking awful and is gonna haunt us. So hopefully, yeah. Like I, I never wanted. It's like he is. He's like, it's like okay. You had your like monster movie and like Godzilla. Godzilla is like the monster and right Trump. And then like Godzilla versus Ghidorah, and then Ghidorah is DeSantis. And you're like, right. I gotta root for, gotta root for Godzilla, even though Godzilla is gonna destroy the city. But Ghidorah is just so much worse. Yeah, I look. Tr- I'd take Trump over DeSantis, hundred percent. I would prefer that Trump goes away, though. But I would love for him as his final act. You know, it's like, um, you know, Vader. Uh, even though he, yeah, he throws the Emperor into like the fire thing in the end or whatever. Um, it's kind of like that. Except you, you don't like Vader at all because it's Trump, right? Guys. Just take them out. You know, it's like, uh, you know, there's like a portal, like to a hell dimension. Right. And Trump is like pulling DeSantis into the hell dimension too with him. It's like, Do it. Get him. Yeah. It take him. Take him to hell with you. You know, get him. <laughs> Drag me to hell. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see that movie? Yeah, that was good. That was. Yeah. Surprising. It had a great ending because it was a, it was like a fucked up ending. Yeah. The girl. Got split. dragged to hell. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, I like that. I figured she'd have a happy ending, and that was the perfect like. Oh, that was pretty good, actually. Type of movie. You know, I didn't expect anything of it. I only saw it once in the theater, and I just remember that had that crazy ending. I was like, "Whoa!" Yep. I didn't expect. I really thought she would. Uh, yeah. Go to hell. Speaking of going to hell, though. Yeah. Right. The ivermectin guy. Let me see if this story talk. is so. Crazy. You got the guy's name in the article. You said that, I don't uh, have it. Let me see. Um, Did I send it to you? I think I'm pretty sure I sent it to you. You sent it to me. It was a, a, I can't believe this is a thing. An ivermectin influencer. Here it is. The guy's name was Danny Lemoy. Danny Lemoy. Yep. This is the, the, the whole, the first paragraph or the first two paragraphs are the best. It says just before 7 a.m. on March 3rd, Danny Lemoy posted an update in his hugely popular pro-ivermectin telegram group, Dirt Road Discussions. Quote, happy Friday, all you poison horse-paste-eating horse survivors. Hours later, Lemoy was dead. <laughs> Guess That's it. He wasn't one of the survivors? No. So this guy, you said he was taking it for 10 years? No. Um, that didn't make it. I didn't say that. He had been taking it since 2021 i think but he took right, like, when they were starting to push it that was already yeah. around the 
spring, summer, uh, that's when you started, like when the anti-vaxxers were full fact. I remember that because I would tweet uh, or I would post something on my Instagram and I would just be integrated, inundated with psychopaths, anti-vaxxers. Yeah. I had to block so many fucking people. It was awful. I Here's another. It. And a lot of it was like, they said a lot of that anti-vaxxer shit was like from Russia. Like oh, a lot yeah. of it was. Like, here's another great paragraph. Uh, Lenoy, a heavy equipment operator who lived in Foster, Rhode Island, quote, passed away unexpectedly, according to his obituary. Uh, I would like to fact check that unexpe- unexpectedly. So, a lot of people, that's when I started hearing about like the horse pay stuff. Like, yeah, you know, we were paying attention in uh, there was this character uh, from the TTP, this lady who yeah uh, it was that horrible racist group in texas and this is like this woman is fucking awful i'm sure she's yeah. still around oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't live there she's probably on a school texas board somewhere what she's probably on a school board somewhere yeah probably um this horrible racist like troll like she's a racist because i remember she went to something and she's like talking about the south and like the civil war was bad because uh, like she was like her reasonings were just like straight up textbook racist like yeah. white lady from the south like it was like oh, okay you're an old racist bitch okay so she she got covid and i remember she posted a thing about like uh it was her recipe for homemade uh what was the other thing that right was pushing uh, uh, this one was like hydrochloroquine hydrochloroquine yeah and it was like a homemade remedy but that happened to be that which i was like how is it that yeah it was like like an arnold palmer quinn or something it was like lemonade iced tea (laughs) lemonade iced tea and and hydrochloroquine grapefruit like it was it had something to do with grapefruit yeah, this is like this sounds refreshing. I can't wait to have it. And then I saw people posting stuff about like ivermectin on the comments. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And I started hearing like Joe Rogan pushing it. Yep. And all these fucking clowns were pushing ivermectin. And people were like, what is that? Well, ivermectin is literally horse paste. And they're yes, they're and then they were like, it'll like uh, huffy band and be like no there's a, there's yeah. a human version or whatever and like yeah there's but there's no clinical there's no proven case that ivermectin prevents um no in any way and the problem was people weren't taking that version of ivermectin they were going to like the feed store and literally eating tubes of ivermectin thinking it was going to stop covid which i found yeah. really bizarre these people were like so misled by such scumbags like Joe Rogan and, and Jimmy Dore and like all these other right wing shitheads that push that that stuff, uh, Russell Brand being another one, uh, that is clearly like first of all the joke is like uh, why are you gonna take the vaccine? I'm not gonna fall for big pharma. Okay, who makes ivermectin? What do you think that's made in? Oh, it's yeah. the same companies that fucking make the vaccine. That's did odd. you? Why would did you? you- is that not big farmer anymore? Like, yeah, right. What? Well, did you read the the whole article down by the end? Apparently, like all these people somehow started to believe that parasites, big, I'm not talking about like little par- like big seven, eight foot long parasites yeah. were people. trapped, were trapped in their bodies and were responsible for all these like 
glaucoma, cancer, indigestion, autism, uh, you know, bipolar disorder. Yeah, that's why uh, when, uh, when Donald Trump said that thing about bleaching, like people ingesting bleach, he yeah. didn't get up on the spot. That is all from those people. It was. They all believe that these... They, I would hear that about, like, damn doctors, like, giving, like, autistic kids bleach and shit. And it's, like... Fucking crazy. Yeah. It's, like, why don't you just put some fucking... Uh, uh, leeches on them too while you're at it like well that might even this? have some sort of therapeutic benefit but these, these right the leech <laughs> would know? have more but like the other thing too is like these idiots were like posting things saying they were crapping out worms and i guess that was not the case they were like crapping out the lining of their like yeah lens and shit like they were like doing permanent damage to their bodies and this fucking guy who i guess had a big following, Lemoy, who's dead now. Uh, what was it like? His heart like was two times its size, I guess. Yeah, like right. Grinch, like, but like he was the anti Grinch. Yeah, anti Grinch, where like the Grinch's heart gets bigger and he just dies because he was taking. Well, his his organs were swelling and his heart got twice as big as it should have, and then he because he was taking dead. Uh, he was ingesting something what twice a day or something for the past two years. He uh, would go through a syringe, a syringe of this stuff a week. Yeah, the stuff that's made for pack animals. And what did you say? I remember when we were talking about, started talking about this. You said something pretty funny. You said that th- this stuff is made for animals not to live a life or anything like that. Right. Like we, we try to, but just so that they can become food at some point. Also. Yeah. Medicine for animals is a lot different than medicine for people. You know, I mean, like veterinary medicine. Now, let's talk about like a dog, which is different because we yeah. want the dogs to live and everything like that. We don't tend, but like sheep, cows, or anything like that, livestock. Yeah, yeah. it's need to like just make sure like the food isn't infected. That's and, it. But it's just, it's so, it's so, it's like, how can you go from like I refuse to take the vaccine because I don't know what's in it? Oh, you, you know what might work? What this <laughs> horse paste, apple flavored? Like what? Like, and again, and the argument being big pharma when you're like it's made by the same company, yeah, same companies. It and it's it's like their discount line, and it's not even like. It's just mass produced. There's like it's not made in the same. It's so not, few safety protocols for veterinary medicine. You know, I mean, because it's, just, it's not. It's made so that an animal can become food, not yeah. so that it can live a life. And and the fucked up thing is, like this guy being an influencer or whatever, like he's telling people to have their kid, people's kids go on it again. Yeah. This is like the same thing. It's like that Randy guy, the lieutenant governor. Yeah, I have no sympathy for Randy. Randy's an asshole. I have yeah. no sympathy for this Lemoy guy. These guys oh, yeah. did more damage. You know, it's like when you would find out like a right-wing radio host who would tell people not to wear masks. And well, there was a lot of them for a while, yeah. Go back to work and, and uh, go back to the office, go back to do all these things, go to church, and you know, way before we didn't have a vaccine. And then you'd find out they dropped dead. And you're just like, I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah. it sucks, but like this guy 
probably responsible for killing like a whole ton of people. Oh yeah. And himself ultimately. You know, it's like, it's just crazy that that's still this ivermectin guy, right? Like that this stuff is still going on Yeah, in 2023. Like I just figured, okay, this is some wacky thing in 2021, you know, just with the rights playing games and like just fucking around. They're not serious people. Kind of like the same thing what we talked about with the whole yeah. stuff. I mean, with the whole um, bank thing, because it's like when you say like, oh, it's because of wokesters. Right. I'm not a serious person, but the fact that they're still pushing it, they're still pushing hydrochloroquine. This like, what the fuck's the end game here? It's like the Q people, you know, I mean. It, it's all the same people. Yeah, like, it is. Want- it's the, the Q people, the ivermectin people, the, I mean, it's it's just this long unfolding grift and they're so deep into it they can't back out i just don't understand that i don't get the ivermectin thing like if anyone still latched onto that and the fact that like again it's like you had to do all this research spend millions of dollars man uh you you know hours taken away from other things so they could do clinical trials to see is fucking ivermectin in in the human form not the pack animal stuff right uh, effective against covid and no right as it turns out the horse paste isn't effective at that yeah, yeah. who would have thought raid the yeah. stuff we use to kill right insects it's probably not good for you well who would have thought we're gonna yeah. have to do a case study on this do- yeah. it's just like i can't stand it and it's like so it's like okay we got this virus. We don't believe it's real. And I'm not going to take it seriously. I'm going to tell you not to wear a mask. Okay. Well, uh, the vaccine's coming out. Uh, I'm, I should get that, right? No, I don't get that. The, we don't know what's in that. Um, You're right. It doesn't even work with their own narrative. Like, is if, it, if it's not real or no big deal, then why do you need to take enough ivermectin to treat a 1,400-pound horse? You know what I mean? Like, what that doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, 200-pound person taking... Just on average, we'll say 200 pound person taking horse pace for an it's animal. A horse. Four times it's a horse. size. It's not human. God. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, whatever. I mean, again, like, I was going to say something I totally forgot. It's just, no. it, 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 we, we're ending on a brain melter. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I don't feel bad for this guy dying. It sounds awful. You know, I feel like, do I have like no empathy or something? But like, this guy well, is a scumbag. I mean, he's. Spent... I mean, up until the end, he was causing a lot of harm. Yeah, he was telling people, telling people to. Right? Their kids on this shit. Yeah. So it's like, there's probably children with like permanent damage to their organs. Yeah. Do you think this shit is good for a growing body? Probably not. Right? Yeah. Not good. No, not good. And the problem is, it's like, okay, this guy's dead, right? And we find out, oh, it's probably because of the... He was taking it, and that's why his heart like exploded. Will anyone learn from this? No, there'll be another, like, ten more of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. None of the people that need to learn will learn from it. It's like the same thing, and it's like the same thing, too. With Like, why bother doing all these clinical trials to see if it's real? Because... They're not going to believe you anyway if you have all the proof saying that, like, hey, look, there, 
this shit doesn't work. We spend yeah. millions of dollars and like a they year won't. researching this. They'll be like, wokester. <laughs> That's because you guys yeah. are woke. Did you use an all non-woke group to work on this? Sir, I bet you some you of those doctors woke? were from Asia. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. oh, no, they would be like, that's where they made it in the lab. Right. Yeah. Oh, God. Lab. This is Biden's fault. Uh, actually, Trump was president during that time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love that too. Whenever they bring up the lab, like, so you're saying that the Trump administration was responsible for a lot yeah, they, they what is the equivalent of chemical warfare sent from another country to the United States. They always kind of overlook that part. Oh. I love that. Like Mike Pompeo, who was in the Trump administration, posting that about the lab leak a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, yeah, you're saying that you guys are responsible. Sleep <laughs> the wheel. Ridiculous. Oh, wow. All right. Well, my brain has melted. Yeah, that's a good one to end on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like Dr. Pershing, who right. got a mind flare. Mind flayed. Uh, I love that the the one mom Kalmar guy's like I had one it was great. Watch watch that again. The the Persian goes it was a trap and the yeah, the Kalmar is like hmm like yeah I gotta watch that again. <laughs> All right, well on that note, I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. And you still going on about that? Thank you for listening to you still going on about that. Um, please like comment share and if you haven't done already please follow us on instagram ysgoat facebook ysgoat and twitter ysgoat thank you and have a great day